Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Grand family and happy hump day later. Uh, Baltimore criminal defense and constitutional attorney A. Dwight Pettit will take over our classroom. Attorney Pettit will discuss the legal challenges facing Donald Trump. Attorney Pettit will explain if Trump did have presidential immunity during the January 6th insurrection, if Trump uh, violated the 14th Amendment. But before we hear from attorney Trump, the Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel Jerome, will provide health tips for the new year. But to get us started, LA activist Amin Ra is here. Amin Ra, salam alaikum, my brother. Welcome back to the program. Ghani, brother Carl, and I want to thank you for having me on the show and thank all your listeners for tuning in. And thank you for your long, uh, uh, illustrious, and powerful history of a broad podcast and radio news announcer. KDLH and all the things that you bring to the table in the mass media, uh, speaking truth to the masses and speaking truth to power and speaking truth to themselves. Again, I want to thank you for your role in this and thank you for having me on the show. Wishing everybody a happy Lunar Year, New Year, and uh, that's listening. And uh, I hope that they be prosperous and have good health throughout the year. Yes, Carl. Yes. Right. And you know, you know what, uh, Brother Amon Ra, the folks in Southern California are familiar with you, but for the folks of the rest of the country, not so much. So just give us a little bit of your background again. Yeah, I'm a professor emeritus at California State University of Long Beach, where I taught for 34 years, former city councilman for the city of Compton, former Compton College Board of Trustees, and former Compton Unified School District. Uh, uh, Board of Trustees, I want to thank those that elected me to each of those offices and those that supported my campaigns and things of that nature, as well as a participant uh, uh, with uh, many struggles, you know, going back to uh, Eula Love, uh, Larry Morris, Glenn uh, Dead Wyler, uh, you know, social justice. So, you know, history of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's a longtime community actress in the L.A. area. And right now, it, it's it's uh, 3 in the morning. And why don't you tell the audience what, what you're going through before we get into the, the topic? Because yeah, I think this is serious, because coming up next, following you, we're going to have the Minister of Wellness. Yeah, but what your issue is right now? Well, the whole earth needs to be well from pollution and from depletion and from degradation for greed, but... And hopefully that uh, people that talk about health also expanded beyond just human health. But let me just say that what's going on is we are bearing witness in this time to a massive genocide of the good gods and people under the auspices of, uh, of uh, people defending themselves by killing over uh, close to 10,000 children, bombing churches, bombing this. And America has a deep role in it. They are the ones supplying the weapons to Israel and criticizing Iran for supporting resistant movement, demonizing anybody that uh, speak out uh, for peace and equating people saying ceasefire and peace 
for the Middle East is anti-Semitism um, and uh, anti-Jewish uh, because you uh, ask for peace, not that you take a side. We're against with, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Palestinians called Hamas did in Israel indiscriminate uh, violence as well as we're against the wholesale and monopolization of violence by uh, America, and there's no separation from America and uh, and Israel. Matter of fact, President Biden, uh, Secretary Blinken, and his administration would go down as the worst presidents in the history of the United States for their role in the genocide of Hamas people, and so therefore we uh, uh, we, we 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 must uh, applaud those that are providing resistance and try to um, uh, understand the pressure that they put on people through punishment or reward if you don't get every congressperson that have ever that's elected to Congress in the United States or the Senate are required or, uh, to go to Israel and and support Israel. They have to sign a, 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 a promissory note almost saying that they would unconditionally support Israel and no no other group requires that uh, 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 and Israel is, uh, is, 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 is really in Palestine that was Palestine and they in some biblical story like America said the manifest destiny in the starting of America that God ordained them to come and kill all the Native Americans and take their land and, and, and take their resources, all the diamond, gold, and oil rich uh, in North America belonged to the Native Americans. But 7 million of them were killed, moved on reservations. There were 252 uh, treaties, and uh, America broke every one. That's why the Native Americans labeled them man with parked tongue. And so uh, they're not, and now uh, Biden and everybody's talking about this new election to save. Democracy. There's no difference between Trump and Biden. They're both liars, and, and they're both uh, uh, are, are, are misleading the people uh, with propaganda and things. And, and hold that thought right there, Evan. You, you, you know, many people would agree with what you just said about the two potential presidential candidates. Well, Biden's already the president. But so, what do we do then? You know, what are our choices? If that's if that's our choices, what what, what do we do? Well. They, they, they do intimidation by firing uh, pressuring presidents to be fired. So that intimidates other people with megaphones to uh, to be quiet. That's why your major radio, African-American, Asian, and uh, news commentators can't, can't speak this. They get a script. They get a script. Israel didn't block all news outlets in Gaza. In other words, you cannot get the people from Gaza, except for underground information. And they censor all reports. The U- UPI used to be United Press International and API of America Press International, all are controlled by the CIA. And they control the, uh, the propaganda. It's just like Trump, uh, Trump and Biden have the same script. They both uh, mislead the people. And, 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 and we get that, but I want, I want to nail you down on, on the question, what, what do we do then? Because these are the choices that we have. So us for black folks, what do we do?
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Well, the first thing we do is we, 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 we take advantage of the programs like you have where people can come on and speak their mind and hopefully educate people. First thing is to educate people to the realities of what's going on. You know, it's very hard with the distractions and, the, uh, and things. That, but you demonstrate, you can demonstrate. How do we get to, out of slavery? It took hundreds of years. You know, many of the people that were in the Holocaust of slavery didn't benefit from the people that struggled to get it out. And they, but they struggled for the future. We're struggling, we're struggling for the future. So it's, it's a question of breaking the monopoly that the media have on the people's minds. And, the, and getting them to accept their reality as their reality when it's not. The reality is about truth. And just that what Malcolm X said, this is not a democracy, it's a hypocrisy. And it is a hypocrisy. He said that he said there's uh, 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 Democrats, uh, uh, political uh, foxes, and that uh, uh, Republicans were political wolves. Both are canine, and both belong to the dog family. And so we, 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 we understand that special truth. But it's very hard when you're in a country where you have plenty of food, plenty of distractions, to get people to focus on anything but themselves. Uh, here in this country, spending $200 billion to fight a war in Ukraine, $200 billion to fight a war in Israel, but won't, don't have a war on homelessness. Don't have on health care. Don't have a war on poverty. Uh, in this country, because you got to have poor in order to have rich, the law of opposite. So the struggle is like one of a continuous struggle. Keep doing what we're doing, speaking truth and educating people. Some are going to uh, come, some aren't. They're tied to the system, and they're not going to ever speak against it. You know, it was Ralph Bunch that signed the declaration and got a Nobel Peace Prize for signing the declaration uh, with the United Nations to uh, start uh, uh, Israel uh, in, in Palestine. Uh, but at the same time, I was an African-American man. I was a reward. He got the Nobel Peace Prize for that. The other thing is, is that we have to continue to expose the naked truth about what's really going on and who those people are who claim to be Jewish. That's not even found in the Jewish doctrine. You know, uh, 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 practicing Jew- I, what, what yeah, I want to spend an hour beating up on that, though, because that, that doesn't take us anywhere, you know, because we already know what that issue is. But let me ask you something else that's going on, though. South Africa has taken Israel to the, to the International Court of Justice. What are the chances there, do you think, that they'll uh, be, fu- be found guilty for what they're doing to the Palestinians? Well, America's going to veto it. You know, they got, they got the veto power. And Russia going to abstain. Uh, uh, you know, they vote together. They just abstained in the, in the recent uh, ceasefire proclamation by the United Nations, Russia, and, Europe, and the United States and European nations. When you got the United Nations, America involved, you got NATO involved, you got all the Western uh, uh, European nations involved. Because you attack one, you attack all. They got five warships over there protecting Israel. 
uh, from uh, from uh, what they call drones and and spying, which they sound like helping. They don't even mention that to the people. Their role in the genocide and the mass murder of the uh, of the Palestinians in Gaza. They're Palestinians. They're not just they, and they label them terrorists. But as you say, we know all that. But what are we doing? We apply. Well, that's a question, Amin Ra. Well, you know, they wanted to have this discussion about you about solutions, not about just beating, you know, reiterating what we already know. What can we do? What's our move? Because people listening right now, they go, "Okay, we, we've heard that uh, story before. We've seen that movie. We know the roles that are being played. But what do we do? How do? How does it affect us as black people in this country? What can we do? Is there anything we can do?" Just say that, because they're not all like that. That you know, there's a group yeah, of right. of, uh, of is Jews and Israelis who are opposed to what's going on there. So we, we can't you can't just make a blanket yeah, statement like that. And hold that thought right there, because we got to take a quick true. break. Because I don't want to turn this into a, a just beating up on Jews, because that doesn't do us anything. That doesn't well, that doesn't move the needle for us. No, I, I they know because because that I've heard you several comments already in, in in the 14 minutes that we're on. But we got to take a break. So I want why don't you come with solutions? What we can do. You know, instead of pointing the finger at what they are doing, what can we do? That's where I'm at. You know, what? Can, what? I'm not about all about solutions, not about arguing and pointing fingers at people. But what can we do individually or collectively as a group? Family, you want to join this conversation, brother Amin Ra? Reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Again, our phone number is 800-450-7876. At 15 after the top, there I will take your calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour, our guest is LA activist Amin Ra. And we got a bunch of folks, uh, Brother Amin Ra, I got questions for you, wanted to talk with you. Before we do that, though, because some folks called in and, and even got a tweet about the background noise, can you tell the folks what you're doing right now? Is that fair? Yeah, in dialysis at the dialysis center in uh, Long Beach, California. So you're on you're on on these on these the uh, I don't know what to call it the dialysis, dialysis uh, equipment right now yeah. on the machine yeah. right now. Yeah, well, they're preparing me for it. Okay, yes. but uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 I know a couple other folks. Seven years. You you've been on it for yeah. seven years. Yeah. How how many times a week do you do dialysis? May I ask? Three, three times Monday, a week? Wednesday, oh, wow. And how long? Well, only four hours, but I cut it to three and a half. And you do this, you're doing this for seven years. Wow. You know what? The Minister of Wellness has come. We've got to ask him about that because I, I know two other people 
who are on uh, dialysis. I'm going to ask him the issues with the kidney. But anyway, well, let's go back to what's going on in Gaza. We've got some folks who want to talk to you, Amin Ra. Let's start first with Charles. He's from Baltimore. He's online, too. Good morning, Charles. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to say happy sunrise, but the sun hasn't come up yet. <laughs> Great day. But um, I have a question and a statement with this vote. I had Carl say, what can we do? And my question is, what would you like to do? Because we look, we react, and then we, um, we, we, um, continue. And we say, what can you do, smart man? Well, you're starting deep, and somebody steals your food, and you have the question, what can you do? What would you like to do? The real question is, what is holding you back? Is it God's law or is it man's law or is it just fear? What would you like to do, black man? All right, that's the question. Thanks, Charles. Okay. Go ahead, Amin Ra. First of all, you you educate. You got to educate people. You, everybody think everybody knows what's going on. People are distracted. And that's why I, I didn't like the characterization that I was offering solutions. The first solution is to educate people and get them concerned around dinner tables, around family reunions, around this, make this a, a major topic, uh, 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 one of the major topics that you discussed. Uh, uh, we just had Kwanzaa, and, that, and the, when the theme was justice, peace, uh, and, 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 and the practice of that. So you educate people to what's really going on in opposition to the the, the education of the people that's doing the killing. Uh, and, and then second, you organize, you mobilize, and you you, you get as many people. I, I applaud those that are demonstrating. And we continue to struggle. We continue to struggle by any means necessary, as Malcolm says. So what you can do, you can support groups that are exposing the truth and are demonstrating against uh, what's going on in Gaza and what's going on in, in the world. Uh, with regards to world domination by minority of Europeans who claim an identity that they don't even belong, don't even practice. Uh, Hitler said he was a Christian. The South African government said they were Christian. Well, but how they honestly did they dominate and they're killing people? So my point is education is the first thing. Mobilization, organization, and confrontation. And that would lead to transformation. And you organize with what you have. Just like the Palestinians was fighting with over 60 years. We have to fight with what we've got, our knowledge, our wisdom. Yeah, you only have casualties. The president of uh, Harvard University is a casualty. The pre- uh, the, the, uh, all the presidents that are, are eliminated. They got laws in certain European countries that you can't even think that they were uh, about uh, Israel and it's uh, criticized in any way. And, and that's what they're trying to get in this country. But they never had laws against uh, anti-lynching. They never had a law against killing Native Americans. So you educate people to what's really going on, how America spends billions of dollars, have troops in Africa, troops in Asia, troops all around the world trying to build a military base in Ukraine. They're upset. They can easily call Putin a war criminal. But not one of them have called uh, the uh, president uh, or the prime minister of Israel 
a, a war criminal, which is nice. Other people on the streets have. Now I'm talking about major uh, people, except for South Africa, is Carl Nelson is saying. Uh, but yeah, that's going to get vetoed, you know. But the point is, is that it's a good struggle, and it raises the issue, and it got people talking. We got to make this a conversation. Yeah. And, and you know what, Aminrod, it's just not South Africa now. You know, France and Germany have spoken out, and the UK have spoken out too about the continued uh, uh, annihilation of, of the residents of Gaza. So the, the, the conversation is sort of turning or, or worldwide. So I'm not sure how it will work Carl, out in Carl, the world court. Carl, Carl, yeah. Carl, Carl, we, we had abolitionists, but slavery still went on 400 years. I'm just trying to get out to what I mean. The point is, is that. Yeah, you got France, them, but none of them are talking about setting up, sending their ambassadors back to Israel. None of them are taking action. Conversation don't mean nothing. Prayers don't mean nothing. All that stuff that the United States and we ask in Israel to uh, be more selective and don't uh, and, and spare as many civilians as you can. That's all conversation. All America has to do is just cut off their water. They're the ones giving them the weapons to kill the people. Cut off their money that they give them every year. Now, now hold on right that. there. Cause did, you, did you see uh, where Biden sidestepped Congress to, to send them some more weapons? Yes, did that, that never sort of went onto the radar? But go ahead. Your response that's to that. That's my point. That's my point. On one hand, they're talking about they want peace. On the other hand, they're giving them the bombs to bomb the people. And they can stop it all, America, I have to say. Biden has to say. And Biden been criticized by progressive people. Demand. They could they could demand that let me tell you, they should have had a, a, a Palestinian state years ago if America wanted it. All they had to do was just say we go they can send troops in and start it and protect the Palestinians. Well, well, let's get into that a little more. We've got some more folks who want to talk to you, though, Amin Ra. Okay. It's uh, 30 minutes after the top of the hour. 800-450-7876. You, too, can join this conversation. Let's go to Mark. Mark's in Baltimore City. He's on line three. Good morning, Mark. You're on with my brother Amin Ra. Uh, yes, uh, good morning, uh, gentlemen. Uh, I'm a member of the Baltimore Jewish community. And in our community, we have uh, members who are uh, Jew- Jewish uh, color. In other words, they have a dual identity, being Jewish religiously, but also ethnically uh, African American, as you can as you can see. We, I know of two of them personally. I have not discussed with either of them yet about the situation personally in the Israel and Gaza. So my question of, uh, for your guests is: What special message do you have for uh, members of our uh, Jewish faith who are our, our color, who may? I don't know what the leanings are, but uh, they have dual identities, and they could be leaning this way or that way. So do you have any special message for them? Well, I'll tell you what Jay Rogers said in his book, Command uh, 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 the Superman. Uh, there ain't but one people, and that's humans. Whether you're Jewish, Palestinian, African, Chinese, you're a human being. That's first. The word you mean color, and uh, men mean um, people. And the point is that they're human beings, and that those people that are Jewish should demand that Israel, who claim to be Jewish, stop immediately, pull out, and start a uh, Palestinian state, 
and work together and quit assassinating leaders all over the world for you for the last 60 years of bombing of Lebanon, bombing, destroying the atmosphere and everything. That if they're really Jewish people and they're following the Torah, are they following the uh, the Jew uh, the, the first the first uh, um, verse of the, the the Holy Bible the first uh, the beginning of the Holy Bible which is about Judaism and and things that that they that they practice it that they practice it they practice the Ten Commandments of Moses I shall not kill you understand and, and all that and find out what yes, I do. And, and what I'm trying to say is that they want when 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 uh, they don't want no violence in their country. They're talking about Trump starting violence and this. And it's a threat to democracy, and it's wrong to have violence in politics. But they exploit it, and they exploit it all over the world. How you think? How you think they became the most powerful military in the world? They spend over two-thirds of their budget on military apparatus. What about Martin Luther King, non-violent? Where's the civil rights movement? You know, I mean, what happened to those doctrines from uh, ministers and and Gandhi and and so-called Jewish leaders that are for peace? Why didn't I come... I mean, so yeah, and, and and we come up on a break, Amon Ron. I'm sure Mark's got a follow-up question, so I don't want to push you, but Mark, what's your follow-up question for Amon Ron? Okay, my final question is, yes, there are some of those Jew- Jewish folks who are for peace and everything, but we also have the right to de- uh, defend ourselves. We're concerned about anti-Semitism here in this country. It's a growing, even in Baltimore, a growing anti-Semitism. So what can... So what do you say about the anti-Semitism that's facing us here in this country as well as overseas? What about anti-gayism? Actually, well, hold, hold that thought, Amin Ra, because we're going to take the break. When we come back, I'll let you respond. Mark, I thank you for your call. Uh, put a set of questions there, so, I, you know, I'll let you respond, Brother Amin Ra, when we come back. As I mentioned, we got to step aside and get, get, take this quick break. We'll be back in four minutes, though, with Amin Ra family. You want to join this conversation about what's going on in Gaza with Brother Amin Ra, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB and the DMV run FM. 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL where information is power. Oh. And good morning again, family. 22 minutes away from the top there. Our guest is Brother Armin Rise, an activist out in LA, and he's currently speaking to us while he's taking the dialysis. He's right now again preparing to get on the machine. Does it three times a week, and those uh, we're going to talk about the kidney issues in our community coming up next with our next guest, which will be uh, the Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel Jordan. Also later, we're going to speak with uh, Attorney Constitutional and, De- and Criminal Defense Attorney A. Dwight Petty. He's going to discuss some of the legal challenges facing Donald Trump. Tomorrow, a panel fighting to save the Black Cemetery in Bethesda, Maryland, will join us. Also, former FBI agent Dr. Tyrone Powers will be here. There's going to be a big meeting on crime in Baltimore on Monday. He's going to preview that for us. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio is locked in tight on 1010 WLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. All right, Brother Amin Ra, Mark in Baltimore, member of the Jewish community in Baltimore, uh, put a lot on your table there. And he also reiterated what we said, that not all Jews are down with what's going on in Gaza. But I want you to respond to some of the things that he said. 
and Jewish are, and 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 I deplore anybody that discriminates against any religious group, specifically Jewish people as well as Christians that are, are being massacred in certain countries also. But I'm against any indiscriminate violence against any group. But because I criticize what some Jewish people who claim to be Jewish are doing, don't mean I'm anti-Semitic. How can you say that asking for peace in, in Gaza, you know, ceasefire, is anti-Semitic? How can you say that saying that in the context of hate speech uh, is anti-Semitic, and so you get presidents fired? That's a form of intimidation. So other presidents would suppress freedom of speech and, uh, and, and freedom of protest on their campuses. That's all that is. And so my point is, yes, if your group is Jewish, then they should be putting pressure on the uh, on Israel to stop the bombing and killing the people. They, uh, 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 the Palestinians in Gaza have the right to defend themselves against the aggression of, the, of, of so-called uh, Israel in their land of Gaza that they pushed them to and took other land. What about the settlers that's being displaced by Jewish vigilantes and also who say they're Jewish? I don't believe that they are. You got to remember the Nazi war was German German Jews getting killed by Nazi Jews, Christian Jews. That's all that was. That was white people killing six million Jews. And the majority of them were white. And at the same time, the people that are are, are uh, anti-Jewish, or some uh, white, white, right-wing racial group that put black people in there with them. You know, uh, Nazism was against racism too, with black people too. And so, but you know, I, I'm I'm for hardworking, supportive of people that express their religion without anybody discriminating or abusing them, and that includes Jewish. But that don't mean Jews can be people who claim to be doing things under the auspices of calling themselves Jews that are wrong. Genocide is wrong. Yeah. Let me jump here for a second, though, Amin Ra, because, you know, he said something, and I hear a lot of uh, the Jewish leaders that say that the Israel has a right to defend it itself. But many of them don't know the history of, of how Israel was created. And that's why they say they have a right to defend themselves. If they, if they knew and, and, you know, just like many of us don't know our history, if they knew their history, they, they, they wouldn't even utter that phrase that Israel has a right to defend themselves. I want you to tackle that issue. Well, first of all, everybody has a right to defend themselves against people being attacked. That's nothing new. I mean, they, but, they, but how is defending yourself, wiping out a whole bunch of civilians that had nothing to do with the 1,200 people that they say were killed in Israel? But they don't want to deal with the fact that Israel has been killing Palestinians, blockading, determining what goes into Gaza, setting up the government. They set up Hamas to counteract the Palestinian authority. They're the ones that believe that Hamas was the answer to govern the Gaza. But oppression is oppression. And all, all, all with, with the attack on Israel, an act of self defense or act of resistance toward oppression by uh, those people that couldn't even leave Gaza without permission of Jews, couldn't have special roads they had to travel, it's kidnapping and 
arresting kids. And and, and, uh, I was hoping you'd take us to where the creation of the state of Israel, because that's where, you know, this is where it all started. You know, when uh, Mark says they have a right to defend themselves, but that wasn't their land in the first place. That was a land belonging to Palestine. And and they aggressively, well, signed with the help of the U.S. and the U.K., took that land and and signed it to them. Because, as you know from history, they were at one point, they were going to put them in, in Uganda. Uh, and uh, they said it was too far south. You know, that's why they created the Middle East. I was hoping you'd go that way because many of them do not know their own history. And if they knew their own, own history, they, they'd know why the Palestinians are, and people who are opposed to what's going on in Gaza feel this way. But uh, we're going to move on because we got some more people want to talk to you at 16 away from the top. They are. Howard's calling us. He's in Los Angeles. He's on line four. Good morning, Howard. You're on with Amin Ra. Uh, thank you, uh, Carl. How you doing, Amin Ra? We go way back to uh, my life in school, and uh, I... And you're in Watts, Yeah, you know, we yeah. could watch, man. You went to Markman, uh, I think, and then going into the 10th where you moved out of, and went to Compton and stuff, and I went to uh, <laughs> high school and watched Jordan. But I, I want to get on to a personal trip. Uh, I heard a couple of years ago that you had passed. I said, oh, wow, what's going on? So I said, then a while later... I heard this, uh, your name being mentioned like you were alive, and now I'm hearing that you're in dialysis and stuff. I'm, you're in my prayers, and you know, I'm doing all right, brother. It's been a while since I've seen you. And um, uh, I, a couple of questions. We played basketball at Long Beach State. Was Jerry Tarkitty your coach? Yeah. Okay. And another question, uh, uh, how's your brother uh, uh, Khalid doing? I haven't seen him around lately in the drum circles. Are you all right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I really want to know, my brother. I'm glad you're, you're live and well, because I was really kind of disturbed. Thank God, the brother's gone. There's what, another one that I know that's we getting up there in age now. Was, that, that was Amin Rod, the karate expert. Was, he called himself Professor Rod, too. A lot of people didn't think that. Uh, I'll tell you what, because I don't want to waste the precious airtime where you guys have a reunion. Well, we can do, uh, Howard, I'll, I'll give you Harmon Ra's number. You guys can continue this conversation offline. Please do. Give my brother's number. Yeah, uh, Howard, stay online, and, and Kevin will get you. Okay. Ke- well, Kevin has your number. Kevin will give it to Harmon Ra. Thank you. All right, because I want to continue this subject because we we got like 14 minutes away from the top of the hour with uh, Brother Armin Ra. So Armin Ra, we we stated what the issue is and and what the possibilities and what's going down. And, you know, we all know what's going down and we all know what the issues are. But my question, and I'm going to repeat it again, what do we do? What do we do as African-Americans here? Is there anything that we can do? That's what they said in the Civil Rights Movement, what they said in the Black Power Movement. We continue to struggle. To speak truth to the people, to educate people. You just said, many people don't even know what's going on. And then the education, how you always started with Ralph Bunn. Uh, he got the Nobel Peace Prize for our, uh, the Declaration that started in 1948. Now they search all over the poor land, and the white people have already colonized Uganda and all of those places you mentioned that they went to, but they settled in Palestine. How do a group of European Jews in the middle of Palestine, surrounded by Semitic people, the Arabs are Semitic? Well, you know, uh, what's that about? I just don't know. Countries like Israel, my biggest Texas, expands their territory. First, they lived along with the Palestinians until they declared 
gave them the weapons and they beat the Palestinians back. That's what Yasser fled and uh, uh, the Palestinian uh, Liberation Army was all about. So, I mean, it's a long history of, of struggle uh, for them. And all they want is peace. It's the Palestinians that want peace. They want a homeland. And the Jews keep saying, uh, they, we're, we're under attack, we're under attack. And they're the ones doing the attack in what Malcolm X says. They turn the criminal into the victim and turn the victim into the criminal. So Do you see this, you know, expanding out there in the region? Because also there's some some issues what's going on in the Mediterranean. Do you see other, you know, other Arab nations getting involved in this? Do you, or is there a possibility from where you sit, taking your dialysis this morning, that the, the, the United States will be dragged into this? The United States is already into it. They're into it. They're supplying the weapons. They're supplying the intelligence. They're supplying the, the economics. Let me put the question a different way then, because uh, I understand where you're going with that. Well, my question is, do you think a, a false flag, say an attack on, say, w- one of uh, uh, America's, uh, you know, uh, military, uh, either vehicles or vessels, and that would trigger a, a, a response, of course, and, and that, that would flare up another uh, situation in, the, in that region of, of the world? Now, I ask the question, what is America doing over there? They get attacked. What are they doing in the the Mediterranean and in the sea? Like, America does that all the time. We have homeless because almost the people in El Salvador and Nicaragua and uh, Venezuela are being blockaded. And that's why they come here. They've got blockades. They've got sanctions against all of them, and then they want to know why the people come in here. And that's the same thing with over in Israel. They're sitting up there talking about Israel's under attack. Well, Israel's doing all the attacking. They're assassinating Palestinian leaders, arresting their kids, arresting their women, putting them in prison. Don't have no trial, no justice, and there's no criticism. If you criticize them, you're anti-Jewish, you're anti-Semitic. They're tied to their religion. I don't know. They're criticizing what you do. We don't criticize people. We don't criticize religion. We don't. We criticize their actions, and we have to continue to criticize it. You know that you know, Right. Let me jump in here because you know we're, we're racing the clock. From where you sit, is it a, a is it an ethnicity or is it a religion? The people of that of that region. What Israel? Or yeah. Judaism? You got to separate Israel from Jesus. Jewish people, Judaism is a universal religion. It's all over the the world. They're Jews. There's Christians all over the world. There's Muslims all over the world. Uh, You know, but you have to criticize them to do bad things. And and, and that's not even a part of their religion. It's not anti what they're doing, uh, Judaism what they're doing to uh, uh, in Gaza. It's anti. They're not defending themselves. How are they defending themselves? And they're in Gaza. Gaza's not in Israel. That's how you defend yourself when you're under attack. You ain't under attack. You're the aggressor. And so how are you going to say, I'm defending myself 
by preemptive strikes. That's what the America <laughs> they used to call them. Right. Uh, well, uh, well, let me ask you this question then. Uh, you know, the, uh, critics have said that Netanyahu, who's who's continuing this this uh, attack, this assault on Gaza, because he knows his goose is cooked. That he's politically he's he's done when this is over. This is a way to keep him to, for, to remain in office and, and, like Trump, stay out of jail. How do you how do you see that? Uh, the same way I see Trump. Trump Trump's supposed to be fighting and stay out of jail, but he got. 70 million people that voted for him in the last presidential election. He raised more money than in the history of the Republican Party. He can punish Republicans who don't support him or reward him. That's what Israel do. We understand you, uh, Israel punish you if, you if you say anything critical of them or reward you if you be a part and support them unconditionally, like the United States says, we're with Israel no matter what they do. What kind of blanket? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. And, and that's interesting. We got to come from a break for some. Let me ask you that though. You think that's going to be Biden's downfall? Because what you just said is what he said, as is, is what the members of his administration are also saying too. But a lot of the American people, and you know, well, not a lot, well, you know, it's just the majority now, are not down with that. They, especially the young people. Do you think this is going to be Biden's downfall uh, in in November? No. 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 What difference is between Biden and we, we as black people and progressive people? We just vote for conditions and we vote for uh, uh, who, who's the less, who, who, who we can continue our struggle for human justice and social justice and equity uh, under which administration. And you think that Biden is uh, progressive, but he's a war hawk. You know, just like uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Trump. Trump is not suffering from all the things he did. The attack on the Capitol, the attack on women, the attack on uh, uh, the judicial system, threatening judges, threatening lawyers. Yeah. Hold on to right there, Brother Amir. I'll let you finish your thought on the other side. We've got to take a quick break right here. 800-450-7876 to speak to Brother Amin Ra. We'll be back in four minutes, though, right here, uh, six away from the top. They are in Baltimore on 1010 WOLD in the DMV or on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, or information is power. And good morning again, family. Minute after the top of the hour, our guest is an activist out of L.A., Brother Amin Ra. Right now, he's, he's at the dialysis unit, undergoing dialysis, he's got some kidney issues, and we're going to talk about that with the Minister of Wellness. He's up next. But let's finish up with Brother Amin Ra. So, Brother Amin Ra, I'm let you finish your thought. We we're discussing the situation in Gaza. Yes, I just want to say to you again, thank you for having me on, and I agree. But these positions I take has nothing to do with just show either agree or disagree. But we we got to understand the occupation of land and taking land from people and the resources on that land is a historical dynamic. 
That's how America was started. Israel was using the same plan. Plain manifest destiny is no different between uh, Israel saying uh, biblical that uh, God wanted them to have the property in, in Palestine. And then the same thing, God wanted America to take his land from the Indians. Demonize them, call them savages. Our struggle is a universal struggle for world peace. There's enough resources on the planet to feed everybody and to uh, uh, give shelter and warmth to everybody and still have rich people uh, just, just traveling and doing what they do what rich people do. But greed and envy, and what we're witnessing is a, a war over land, not over uh, uh, Judaism. Malcolm X said, every, every struggle is about the land, the landless against the landlord. And once you take over the land, you put your laws on that land. You know, I mean, they had laws in South Africa that African people and couldn't, I mean, uh, them, they keep them in power. Uh, and, and this is the struggle that we're in. Educate people. Educate them covertly. Support resistance groups. You know, uh, covertly. Put pressure on prominent black people like Obama, the Bushes, and all those uh, prominent people with a big magnaphone to have press conferences denouncing what uh, is going on in Gaza and demanding a, 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 a Palestinian state uh, over there that Israel didn't took, took, took it over. Took over yeah. Palestine. And, and just and, uh, these people out. And, and Amon Ra, i got to cut you loose there because we're just out of time. But this is going to be a very interesting year with, you know, what's going on in Gaza. We've got elections. We've got Olympics. You know, having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, and he was saying this year, this year may be something special, maybe a seminal year, not just in this country, but across the globe. But I want to thank you and uh, for, for joining us this morning and, you know, taking time out from your dialysis to, to uh, join us to discuss what's going on in Gaza. We didn't even mention the possibility of oil and gas between Gaza and Egypt uh, as a, and also the fact that they're trying to build... Yeah, and they're trying to build a, a, a you know, a, trying to build some competition for the Suez Canal as well down there, because that's why the Egyptians have, I guess, been uh, reticent to get involved in what's going on. If I can think of a better word, uh, what's going on with, with their with their Arab brothers and sisters in in Gaza in Palestine. So we didn't get into all of those finer details of what's going on, but we we definitely have those discussions here on this program. But I want to thank you again for sh- sharing your thoughts and Happy New Year and, and stay well, brother. Oh, yeah, brother. I, I mean, it's a blessing, man. Uh, and I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm going to listen to this uh, hill because uh, I want to see what they say because most companies are preparing people for dialysis, not preventing it. So they got big yeah. contracts. They pay over a million dollars a year for my dialysis. Do wow. A million. Well, you stay well, Brother Amin, Ron, and keep All listening because right. uh, it's uh, five at the top of the hour. Let's welcome the Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel Jordan. Happy New Year, Nathaniel. Happy New Year's to you, Brother Carl, and everybody tuning in. Good, good morning, Grand Rising, and Shalom. Shalom, brother. We just uh, had this discussion that our last guest, Brother Amin Ra, he's actually, he's out in L.A. and, he's, uh, and he's, he's on dialysis. He's on the machine as we speak. I know two other people who are on, who are on dialysis. He's, he's been, he says he's been doing it for seven years, three days a week. 
and I know some other folks have kidney issues. What is going on in, in our community when it comes to the kidney, uh, Minister of Wellness? The kidneys filter out toxins from the body, but in order for the kidneys to do its job, it needs nourishment from blood supply that comes to the kidneys. But we have a we have a, a issue with high blood pressure in our community because here in America we're addicted to junk food uh, that's too high in salt, too high in sugar, and all of these meats and other uh, junk that we eat. Uh, we don't eat. We strive to return to our African heritage, but we refuse to eat in a traditional African way. We are extremely addicted to a European way of eating, and it shuts off blood supply to the kidney. So it starts with high blood pressure and diabetes clogging up the gas tank that can't fuel or provide the fuel uh, to the kidneys to be able to detox and the kidneys become overloaded because it has no way of filtering out the toxins that comes through the kidneys and then the kidneys shut down and you um, and you'll get on dialysis now they can be prevented and it can be reversed and of course uh, brother Carl you know I've been doing this for several years now and before I even was doing this uh, I stand on the shoulders of Dr. CB and Dr. Africa, and they've been helping our people to get off dialysis uh, before I was even born. But uh, we are a hard-headed, stiff-necked people that are addicted to a European way of eating. It's the last great hurdle that we just don't want to overcome because it's the hardest. Uh, way back in March, I believe I came on, and I and I told you that, uh, when I did my health seminar at Union Temple Baptist Church in Washington, D.C., I had a brother that came, he drove from New York City, and after the meeting, he came and greeted me and said, Minister of Wellness, I did a consultation with you. You put me on the red fruit fast, uh, which we're initiating now to start off the new year. He said, and you told me, he said, I can get you, will get off dialysis, and I, and I was skeptical. But I followed your instructions, and in two weeks, I was off of dialysis. And that was a direct testimonial. And that's not the first one that I've received, especially putting people on the red fruit fast. So you can get off dialysis. You can restore even stage four uh, kidney disease. The problem is that most people are just in too much of a state of addiction and hopelessness to do it. All right. Help us with that. Was it a red fruit uh, uh, diet, as you mentioned? Yes, red what? fruit. So, so explain uh, that for us. What is that? The red fruit fast. It, you, you're consuming nothing but nothing but fr fruits throughout the day because fruits heal the body. We are designed to consume fruits. Everything about us physiologically is designed to rapidly absorb the medicine from fruits. So grapes. Um, red apples, red pears, a lot of watermelon, and all the red berries. So the brother that was just on, that's what he should be on. Okay, and then taking the problem. But red grapes, red apples, red pears, uh, watermelon, and red berries. He should consume that every couple of hours. That's what he will be eating every couple of hours, along with taking vitamin D3 with K2, vitamin b12 uh then i have a, a kidney support herbal extract 
a detox herbalist. I'm running a half off sale on my website. So all this stuff is almost nearly free. And that's what he will be on. That's the meal plan. That's the red fruit fast. And if he stayed on that, uh, hit, it will re, it would immediate, it would almost immediately start to replenish the kidneys. It would unclog, uh, the blood supply that is stopping the kidneys from functioning properly. It would restore the cells of the kidney so that the kidneys can function properly. But you have to have the faith to believe in the medicine foods of God. And then the, and, and then you have to have put the works behind the faith, uh, that God has provided everything for our bodies to heal. And, and again, you know, it, the, the, these things have been, have been known, have been done, um, for hundreds of years. Well, let me jump in and ask you this, though. The, the brother that you, you that came to your Union Temple, when you were speaking at Union Temple, who drove down from New York, and he did what you did and got off dialysis, does he have to continue that for the rest of his life? Or do, can he, you know, go back and, say, have fish or chicken or, or, or vegetables? Or, you know, does he have to stay on that, that tight diet, uh, uh, you know, ad infinitum? He does because you shut down when you destroy your kidneys then because, I mean, the, the question is, is, um, you know, if I destroy my teeth with by consuming a bunch of junk food and white sugar, once I restore the health of my teeth, can I go back to eating candy? No. So, no, you know, you, you have to stay once the body, if you if you are blessed enough to utilize the information I've given you to heal your body, then it's just like the scriptures say, go and it's, it's like J Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood, go and, and go and sin no more. No, once you're healed and you experience healing and you find the method, there is no turning back. There's no turning back um, mentally, physically, or spiritually, because now you've been exposed to the truth. So you can't turn back. Once you go that far, you utilize the red fruit fast or the great fast that's been known to cure cancer since the 1920s. And if you get on it and you experience healing, no. Now you have a spiritual responsibility uh, to do the right thing for our bodies because we shouldn't have got sick in the first place. All, all illnesses, uh, Dr. Sebi, as you mentioned, one of, one of the, your heroes, he says there's only one, one disease and it's mucus, but he has all different, uh, different versions of how to treat it. Did you agree that there's just only one disease that, and it, that it I is mucus? I, I do agree with his concept. I, I understand exactly what the great ancestor was saying. And of course, look at his results. Uh, so, I mean, me, I would say four, I would say inflammation, constipation, excess mucus and excess pus but what he was saying was that uh when we do not eat naturally and the general eating style was still the same we all will point you to me and all of our great african healers we're all going to point you back to that earth none of us we none of us differ on that and so yes i i completely agree and understand what he was trying to say to simplify it that the body is a holistic unit and the European medicine, S-I-N industry, they attempt to complicate things to create confusion out of something that's simple.
Right. And hold that thought right there, Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel John. Nate, we got to take a short break here. When we come back, though, let's talk about it. This is the start of the year, and one of the things that many people do at the start of the year, they, they, they say they want to lose weight. And that seems to be a big issue, especially with New Year's resolutions. So I'll let you talk about that, how we can do that naturally, because people, some people are now using uh, uh, artificial medicine to get involved to, to lose weight. 14 after the top of the hour. I guess he's the Minister of Wellness. you got a health challenge. Reach out to us at 800-450-7876. We'll take your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB in the DMV or on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL where information is power. And good morning, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour. It's uh, Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Uh, I guess he's the Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel Jordan. And and if you've got a health challenge, or this is the man you need to speak to. Just reach out to us at 800-450-7876. And again, you don't have to use your real name or your real city, but take advantage of his expertise. And don't be, be proactive. Don't wait and hope that somebody has the same health issue is going to call in. No, you do that. You call in because uh, we really don't care. It doesn't matter. But take advantage of his the free expertise on the radio right now again let me give you that number again it's 800-450-7876 and mr wells before we left we we're going to talk about uh, weight loss because now people are using pharmaceuticals to lose weight and we know which one we're talking about they prick themselves and then all of a sudden if once they stop <laughs> the weight comes back again but you're going to give us some you're going to give us some natural ways you can uh, shed those pounds but before we do that we've got some people who want to talk to you already let's go to line one sister sarita's calling us from california sister sarita good morning Good morning, Carl, and to guests. I was calling because um, recently I dealt with a, my blood pressure was 207 over 106. I'm overweight. I also have stress, you know, with my job and things of that nature. Um, and, and I grew up eating properly. So, in other words, a grandfather died early on, and my mom changed, mother slash grandmother, she changed our entire diet. So I didn't grow up on red meat sugars, none of that. Everything was from scratch. Her being from the South, too, had a lot to do with it. But she changed everything. And we had a vegetable. Sometimes we would go meatless, uh, they have meatless dinners, things of that nature. But I want to know, what could I do? Because I've, um, my body has taken uh, hits to where I've survived uh, after having the daughter, my daughter's twin twin girls um i had an artery cut and sold up so I, I but i made it through i ended up making it through throughout um and i have been i don't have diabetes but i do have high blood pressure and so i would like to know what what would you recommend that i do to cuz i'm now that i'm 51 i'm beginning to feel the tolls of maybe the 20 year of me not eating properly so i went on and and started eating red meat and and are and like you just said addicted yes and sugar is a, a huge problem for me as well um i didn't grow up with sugar but after getting old enough to know to be able to i i did so please um direct me in and what you would suggest that i need to do in order to recover from what i'm going through and i'll take my comments off the air thank you so much all right thank you sister sarita nate Yes, good morning uh, to you, sister. Thank you for your call. High blood pressure is very easy to reverse. I've reversed my own high blood pressure several years ago, and that's the first thing that I help people reverse. The red fruit fast, the red fruits got created 
Uh, they have the, the flavonoids, the antioxidants, and thousands of different medicines that restore the strength of the heart, restore the damage to the blood vessels, and unclog the blood. I highly recommend you, sister, and everyone tuning in. I am conducting a free all-month-long community fruit fast. Okay, today is January the 3rd. It's day three, day four for me. Okay, so I'm on it too. On my YouTube channel, The Minister of Wellness, you should go there now. In a couple hours, once I get off here with Brother Carl, we will start day three together. Every single day, I'm doing free health coaching. In the morning, I come on and I offer inspirational uh, words to help us through the day, then I come back on the evening for an entire hour to just take your questions, comments, or concerns. We're doing it together. We already have people whose blood pressure is dropping just after three days. Diabetes is going down. Join the fruit fast. Our health will soar in 24 fruit fast every single day on the Minister of Wellness YouTube channel. So you need uh, the, to be on the red fruit fast. Uh, you also had quite, we also address food addiction. I have entire messages revolving around the 12 components of food addiction. So I, I encourage you uh, for the sake of time to be on, to join our community fast. I want to see you this morning, 9 a.m. Central Eastern Standard Time. I'll be live on YouTube and I have detailed instructions on my YouTube channel on how to properly fruit fast, what supplements uh, that you need to take. All of that is in great detail for free at the Minister of Wellness YouTube channel. All right, before I take another call, the fruit fast, uh, any challenges? You know, we're in the winter season now, and, and the fruit is not as plentiful like the summertime. Is, is there a challenge getting the fresh fruit? No, because they ship from all around the world. So there's some that might be out of sea. I'm here in, in Boca Raton, Florida, and so I don't have grapes. And grapes are the most. I don't have organic access to organic grapes. So I've been doing a lot of the melons, the pine uh, pineapples, a lot of the melons. If you're doing the red fruits, you just get the red versions. But citrus fruits are plentiful right now, and those are very powerful uh, we don't we don't need much. We do with what we're working with. One of the things that a lot of people are co get confused about is that you don't really need a whole bunch of everything. You know, the three classes of fruits you get a few of the you get a hold of fruit of the sun fruits. Those are the fruits that grow on a tree. You get the astringent fruits that pull that mucus and pus out of the body. Then you have your berries that are the antioxidant fruits that kill uh, toxins that damage the cells. And then you get a class of the melons, especially the watermelons. And usually wherever you live, those are available year round. All right. There's some more folks want to talk to you at 27 after the top. They are line two. It's Pastor Hannah in Maryland. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Good morning. Line two, Kevin. Pastor Hello? Hannah. Yes, you're on the air yes. with, with uh, Minister of Wellness. Yes, yes. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm calling in just to ask a, a general question. Um, when you're out and about and you're running, um, about, I, I'm outside a lot. So I want to know, can I go to any store and get a cup of coffee and put uh, substitute sugar in it? 
Uh, no, sir. No, if you okay. need extra energy, yeah, if you need extra energy, that's why also part of the fruit fast is important for everyone to purchase a juicer, not a blender, which makes smoothies a juicer. And you can purchase those for as little as $60. The Jack LaLanne juicer is about $60. And you want to and juice fruits. Juice fruits. You can juice vegetables also, but if you need uh, extra boost, that's why God gave us the fruits. It provides the natural sugar that doesn't destroy the body. Uh, sugar, one of the biggest myths. I already know there's thousands of people listening to this that are diabetics. We have type 2 diabetics that re- reverse their diabetes on a fruit fast because the fruit sugar does not use insulin. It goes directly to the cells. And so after a few days, if you're patient, your blood sugar levels will drop tremendously to where you'll be concerned. And if you're type 1 diabetic, you'll have to get off insulin right away. I know because I had a type 1 diabetic, he called me panicking after two days of fruit fast and said, Minister, my sugar level is too low. What do I need to do? And I said, Brother, you need to praise the Lord because you just healed your type 1 diabetes in three days. So now you don't need insulin anymore. And he's been off insulin as a type 1 diabetic on fruits, as long as he stay on the fruits. So, no, sir. Fruit, juice, fruits, juice, apple juice, pineapple juice, orange juice. There is nothing more sweeter and delicious and energizing in the world than a glass of freshly squeezed fruit juice. Well, let me jump in and ask a question. Hang on a second, Pastor Hannah. Uh, so, coffee is out. For the folks who, you know, because a lot of folks are coffee drinkers, they think they need it. Uh, so, we, we, could you replace it with water? Do you, does it have to be juice? It's be- I mean, it, it tastes better, and it's better to, to have the freshly squeezed juice. But if you're going to, if you must, if you feel uh, like you're so addicted to coffee, I mean, you can't be caffeinated because that caffeine is a drug. It's a stimulant, and it's, uh, and it's, uh, it's pulling energy out of the cells and aging the cells. And that's why it creates those vicious withdrawals and headaches. You don't want to, I don't believe in drugs, taking drugs to give us artificial energy that we should already naturally have if we were eating properly. So that's why I don't believe in coffee. Okay. Pastor, do you have a follow-up? Yes, sir. I, I would like to say I have followed his direction previously. And just so that the world would know, I did go to the doctor afterwards and he shook his head in a positive way because my blood pressure was down tremendously you know a lot of things that was that was happening in my life or on on the physical way it just seems to it started to uh go away so i just wanted to say that uh thank you sir thank you uh minister wellness uh, I have followed your direction. It does work. I want to let the world know it does work. One of the things when I get off, uh, I used to get dizzy when I bend down. And I'm 68 years old, and so uh, sometimes when you get you start getting older, you start seeing things that you didn't necessarily see before, and that was one of the things. And do you know that after I started doing the uh, red fruit fast, the dizziness went away. So I just want to say thank you and let the world know that he does know what he's talking about and it does work. 
Thank you very All much. All right. Thank you, Pastor Hannah. Uh, 28 away from the top. I'll take some more calls here. Gene's on line three calling from District Heights in Maryland. Gene, good morning. Oh, good morning. I wanted to ask the minister about um, tinnitus or tinnitus, the ringing, the ringing in the ear. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Yes, ma'am. Uh, anything that has to do with itis is inflammation. So when we have excess um, mucus and pus clogging up the ears and, and the ears, are, inside of the ears, the brain is right there. And so that mucus, and, and so it's, it's really a function of the central nervous system that's being thrown out of whack, uh, and that's causing the, uh, the ringing in the ear. So what you'll notice is if you go on, as uh, the pastor just testified, thank you for uh, coming on, Pastor James. He is actively a part of the fruit fast, and so I thank him uh, for coming on and being a testimony um, but that's that will clear that up by removing that excess mucus and pus uh, out of the brain. So that's where the ringing in the ear is coming from. I also have a reduced inflammation herbal extract for everyone listening. I have a very rare blowout sale going on on my online store, theministerofwellness.com, half off everything. So I encourage you to uh, take advantage and try the reduce inflammation herbal extract at the minister of wellness dot uh, com is uh, buy one get one free right now for the next few days all right thanks uh, th- uh thank yeah, you Jean. i have a second question sir okay go ahead uh, okay okay uh, i don't know gene uh, hold on a second i'm just looking at the clock we got to take a quick break hold it i'll let you pose it on the other side 26 away from the top of the hour yeah. folks we got to take a short break we're back in four minutes right here with the minister of well he- well wellness in baltimore on 1010 wolb if you're in the dmv we're on fm 95.9 and am 1450 wol where information is power And thanks for rolling with us this morning, family. 20 minutes away from the top of the hour with the Minister of Wellness, uh, Nathaniel Jordan. you got a health issue, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Don't be bashful. I keep telling you that, you know, because it's not going to go away. A lot of friends that I have, I'm going to say a lot, but some of my friends, they, you know, they can have health challenges and they think it's all of, they got it automatically and they think it's going to disappear. It doesn't. You have to be proactive. That's why I'm urging you this morning. Start off the new year calling up to the Minister of Wellness. You don't have to use your real name or your real city. You know, just take advantage of his expertise and get well stay well that should be one of the mantras that you have for this uh, 2024 before we go back to you, let me just remind you come later we, this morning we're going to speak with attorney uh, dwight pettit he's going to look at some of the uh, challenges legal challenges facing donald trump and also uh, we're going to have uh, later this week actually tomorrow a panel fighting to save a black cemetery in bethesda maryland they're going to the maryland uh, state supreme court they're going to tell us about that they're going to annapolis and also the former fbi agent dr tyrone powers is going to join us tomorrow there's going to be a big meeting in baltimore Baltimore on Monday about how to solve the crime problem in the city. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure you radio's locked in tight on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. I'll go back to Jean because she has a follow-up question for the minister. Jean, I'll let you pose your question. Okay, thanks. 
my other question was like the gentleman uh, two callers ago. It had to do with this dizziness upon rising. If you rise out of a chair, out of the bed too quickly, that dizziness, the room may spin a little bit. And it's brand new, hadn't happened before, but I'm in my 80s, so I'm not sure if that's uh, if that uh, that fruit can cure that and less sugar, real sugar. Yeah, yes, it can, Mama. You have to, you you, you have to, you have you need to get on the fruit fast with us, okay? Because that's the dizziness. That's a form of vertigo. And that means I, that I didn't want cell, to use that word. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know that that that's the cell. We can get rid of it. It can be cured, so it's no issues. You go one week with us on the fruits, grapes, citrus fruits, berries, and melons. Nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be on YouTube, the Minister of Wellness, and I. We're on day three of our month long fruit fast, so it's not nothing to be concerned about. We will get rid of it, but yes, the cells of your central nervous system and your brain is not, is clogged up from years and years and years of, uh, of, of incremental abuse. So we just need a systematic detox. And that's why I'm doing the month long fruit fast. Your health will soar in 24. That's our theme for this year. So please, I look forward to seeing you on the, on the fruit fast live stream. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, Carl. Thanks, Gene. Thank you, Gene. Uh, 18 away from the top. Let's just stay in Maryland. Uh, Dawn's on line one calling. Dawn, you're on with the Minister of Wellness. Yes, good morning, Um, Carl and Minister. Um, I want to clarify something that I uh, heard um, you speak of earlier, and that is um, you were talking about a person who was on dialysis that must get on the red fruit fast. And then um, Carl asked you, what do you do, you know, if you reverse the uh, need for dialysis to stay on the red fruit fast, you know, continue forever, I think, uh, if I didn't misunderstood that. But is that true for all um, health problems? If you are on the red fruit fast, let's say in your diabetes or um, high blood pressure or whatever uh, health problem you have, reverses uh, within the time that you do the 30-day or whatever day red fruit fast, do you have to, does everyone have to continue eating the fruit for life or can you start reintroducing things like steamed vegetables, uh, any vegetable from the earth, juicing other fruits and vegetables aside from red fruit? Like how do you, what do you do after you have success with the red fruit fast or any health problem? All right, it's good pressure. Thanks, Don. Yes, ma'am. Hey. Thank you for your question. Yes, you you can go on you can go on the plants. You can go on a variety as long as God created it from the soil, from a seed. As long as it originated from a seed, then that's fine. There's other fruits and vegetables that you will be able to uh, consume, especially the fruits, a variety of fruits, because we are naturally designed to consume fruits. We're the only species that cooks and use salts and seasonings and all of it. You look at all the millions of other animals that God created, and they eat raw food in this natural state. We're the only ones that manipulate nature. He gave us the ability to do that. So, yes, once you get healed, as long as it's whole food, plant-based, traditional uh, African plant-based uh, fruits and vegetables that come from the soil, uh, that's fine to, to come off as a maintenance plan, but you definitely can't go back 
uh, to the white man's junk food. 15 away from the top they are the minister of wellness is our guest family and we're discussing health issues you know this the number one uh it's, it's the number one issue that people talk about for for the new year they want they want to change their, their diets and want to get get better get healthier this is what the minister of wellness we're going to talk about the weight loss in a moment but let's go out to chicago brother Nkosi is waiting for us he's on line too Nkosi, happy new year you're on with the minister of wellness jumbo my brothers um and I think we start over with Umoja today. Uh, Minister of Wellness, what um, information can you offer for uh, myopic degeneration uh, that ends up being low vision? Yes, the uh, the eyes. The eyes are again. That's a part I can include that in cardiovascular disease. Um, blood vest, blood is everything. That's why I keep harping on the red fruit fast because if you look into your eyes, you see little bitty blood vessels called capillaries. And those little capillaries is what carries nourishment. But if we're not, we have to give our blood the nourishment to fuel our eyes. And that's where medicines such as the axithin and beta carotene, which are in vitamin C, and antioxidants and flavonoids that are extremely high in fruits. We don't eat that, and then we're consuming things that clogs up the capillaries. It's like it's like we're pouring sugar inside of our gas tank. That's what we're doing to our bodies. And so the um, so the health of the eyes can be restored. Uh, now the, the, it depends on I don't know how advanced uh, the blindness or the damage is. But what I always tell people is that um, with man, nothing is is possible. With God, he makes the impossible possible. So I would start on the fruits right away. And also we have an eyesight support herbal extract at theministerofwellness.com. That's 50% off, as is everything. So it's buy one, get one free. So I would grab a couple of those. And again, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, join us on our month-long fruit fast as we motivate each other to soar in 24. <laughs> yes, sir. Brother Ann Kosey calling from Chicago. Because uh, one of the things that weight loss, uh, Minister of Wellness, Nate, uh, Ozempic, people, are t- uh, t- uh, you know, they've seen on TV, they see, they see Oprah do it, so they figure they can do it, they can lose weight. Is there a natural way without, you know, having to stick yourself to, to lose weight? Absolutely, because I lost 100 pounds several years ago. And on the last fruit fast I did in September, there was a brother who lost 40 pounds in 20 days. Um, and so even I've been, I've been on the fruit fast. I'm doing it with you all. So I've been on day three, and I've lost 7.2 pounds because I'm trying to get my weight uh, uh, back down uh, to, to as low as it was uh, years ago. So yes, so I'm living witness of that myself, and Pete, and it's it's just absolutely ridiculous and satanic that they have people believing uh, to pop a pill. But the reason why we fall for these shenanigans because it's a form of idolatry. Uh, we want to do what we want to do and take pills and shots to be healthy instead of obeying the biological laws that God has created, and and it the results are disastrous. If you want to reverse obesity, you have to fix your food addiction. And food addiction is no different than drug addiction because the same drugs that make opioids and heroin and crack 
addicting or the same drugs they put in your cheeseburgers, hot dogs, and all these death shacks uh, that makes it addiction. So you have to address it the same. And that's what my ministry does. We, we attack food addiction for what it is, a demonic weapon that is destroying the health of our people. Uh, and we get off as we address that addiction. We learn to love the medicine foods of God that he gave us to heal our body. And as we do both of those things at the same time, the results are absolutely incredible. Again, I have an entire playlist on my YouTube channel, The Minister of Wellness, and I have a whole list of amazing health success stories where you can hear uh, people tell you the results themselves of of losing weight naturally, eating healthy, exercise, and address the drug food addiction, and that's how you achieve uh, weight weight loss results. You don't need pills and, and shots, and definitely don't cut your stomach. Mm. All right, ten away from the top. Now Sarah's joining us. Uh, Sarah's in Baltimore on line one. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my question. I have a two part question. Uh, I'd like you to speak on chronic urinary tract infections and how to combat the use of cell phones, the effects that it has on the body. All right. Yes, yes thank, thank you, Sarah. Yes, I have a video on urinary uh, tract infection and how to heal. Uh, the reproductive organs are very sensitive. And when we're pouring and, and when we're eating highly acidic food, that's your meats and junk food. That's the satanic American diet. It's a diet. The eating style in America was designed by Satan to kill our people, to sicken and kill. I, I'm convinced that no one can convince me otherwise. And so, the, and so when we eat highly acidic uh, meats and junk foods, and it goes into the it goes into the urine and the blood that passes through the reproductive system, and that's where we get uh, these infections and all of these bacterial diseases uh, that clogs up inside of, uh, of the reproductive organs. So again, urinary tract infection is a form of severe constipation and acidosis, and that can be reversed. I have a free video on that on my on the Minister of Wellness YouTube channel, along with um, over 115 diseases that I cover uh, for you all on YouTube. And then uh, when it comes to uh, the cell phones, you know, we're all on them. And so exercise, vitamin D3 with K2, you have to take K2 with D3. Uh, those are in getting out, exercising, uh, making sure you take long breaks from the cell phones. They do have radiation blockers, but doing your bet, eating in this country, eating eating healthy plant foods, uh, exercising, making sure you're adequate in vitamin D3 and K2, uh, brothers and sisters, I cannot emphasize that enough, the importance of making sure your D3 levels are adequate uh, uh, and vitamin B12, and that can help offset uh, any of the, the, the toxic effects from the cell phones. All right, we're coming up on a break. Uh, real, real quick, though, uh, somebody want, called in and wanted to know about blueberry yogurt. Yogurt, ba basically, they take yogurt in the morning instead of coffee, 
And I'll tell you what, hold that thought there. I'll, I'll let you respond to that on the other side of this short break. And also, we, I see one of uh, the Faith Brothers are going to join us as well. At six away from the top, I'll be back in four minutes with the Minister of Wellness right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. Keep And good morning, family. A minute after the top of the hour, our guest, the Minister of Wellness, Nathaniel Jordan. And again, this is one of the top resolutions they have for the new year for fa- folks. They always want to take care of their health. And I always tell take advantage of his expertise. Reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Before we left uh, for the last break, uh, Minister of Wellness, uh, we had a tweeter called in and, and does yogurt. And uh, is replaced a, a coffee with yogurt. And wants to know if, that, if that's a good move. No, because that's dairy, and dairy is mucus and pus. Uh, and the dairy comes from cows, and the way they treat the cows, they rape them, inject them with huge syringes of semen, bull semen, and uh, rip the babies from them. It's an abomination how they treat animals um, in this country, and that's where the yogurt comes from. So just do the berries, add more berries than blueberries, and just have all berries for breakfast, and that's an excellent uh, meal to start the day. But no, we don't need dairy. All right. Kevin is calling us at a minute after the top of the hour. Kevin, again, uh, is in Tulsa on line one. Kevin, you're on with the Minister of Wellness. Uh, Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I plan on going to the motherland uh, sometime this year. How can I do so to avoid the shots and the vaccine? Uh, Which part? Which country? Uh, probably Ghana or Kemet. I hadn't really decided yet. Okay. Yeah, because I just came from Kenya, and you'll be fine. I didn't take no shots, so I didn't take and won't take any. But I have a religious exemption uh, form, but I was in Kenya for two months, and I'm, I'm actually going back to East Africa. So, no, you don't need to take no uh, vaccines. I have a religious exemption form on the theministerofwellness.com. I have a free religious exemption form that's already signed uh but that um but that yes so so no you you don't take no vaccines and even if they tried to do it i wouldn't take it so i just came back from east africa going back to east africa and uh no you should be fine eat your fruits um get just keep your immune system strong i didn't get sick at all but that's because i take care of myself most americans go over there and then get concerned about getting sick with all these diseases. And uh, none of that happened to me, but that's because of the way that I eat and live. So you'll be fine, brother. Yeah, I'll have to talk to you uh, offline, so I'll follow up on your website. Thank you. All right, thanks, Kevin. Uh, Minister of Wellness, we're going to let you go. uh, Pastor Manning's on deck. But, uh, Minister, uh, 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 Nate, before we let you go, though, how can folks get more information? People, you know, some people, you know, they want to call in, they want people to know their business, but they got health challenges, and I know you want to help them. So how can they reach you? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection, you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. The Minister of Wellness.com, the Minister of Wellness.com, SOAR, S O 
A-R in 24, 50% off everything. The Minister of Wellness.com, you can contact me there. We also have the phone lines open, 888-847-8026. 888-847-8026. At 9 a.m., we start day three of our month-long fruit fast, the Minister of Wellness YouTube channel, the Minister of Wellness YouTube channel. So I'm doing everything I can to help our health to soar in 24. Yeah, I know a question folks out there who think that they've got a health challenge, it's just going to disappear on its own. It's not. So please take advantage of the Minister of Wellness. So Nathaniel Jordan, once again, thank you. And let me let me say this. I want to hear from you next time we have a conversation. Those of you who've done the, the fruit fast, I want you to call in and tell us if, if it's worked. You know, put you on blast. If let, let's make sure that it's working now. So all of you who you know, engage in the fruit fast, please call us back and let us know. I'm, I'm sure you don't have a problem with that, Minister of Wellness. Absolutely not. All right. And again, quickly, how can folks reach you? The Minister of Wellness.com. Blowout sale ends in a few days. 50% off uh, code is automatically added to the cart. The Minister of Wellness.com. 888-847-8026. Month-long fruit fasting. The Minister of Wellness youtube channel all righty thank you sir and thank you for helping our folks uh, this morning five after the top of the hour somebody else who likes to help our people pastor manning happy new year welcome back hey brother carl happy new year to you as well so glad to be with you today because you know one of, one of the things that other than taking care of our health one of the, the top new year's resolutions people want to get closer to god they start out, and just like any other uh, resolution, after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, they, uh, you know, they they they're sidetracked and 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 they give up on it. So, what can you say for folks, uh, you know, Pastor Manning, who say they want to get closer to God, but they need to be some reinforcement as they go along these these different weeks? How do you how do you treat them? Well, it's it's a great question, and um, I was really enjoying the the show with. Um with the Minister of Wellness, it's, it's it's very similar. You know, beginning of the year, I was just telling someone yesterday, the beginning of the year, um, I stopped going to the gym and just do my workouts at home because the gym is full of people who who want to start um, fresh. But usually in, a, in about two months, near the end of February, the gym is empty again with only those regulars who are back. Um, and, and sometimes we see those same patterns in our churches or in people we talk to who want to change um, um, and and get closer to God. The scripture is clear. It says you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Um, so so one of the things that I try to encourage people to, to really understand is that God is never far away. Um, he's really close to us. Psalm 34, 18 says he's close to the brokenhearted, to those who are crushed in spirit, and 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 he's he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all at all times. So it doesn't take a lot of effort to get to get close to God, but one has to really have that that desire in their hearts to really want to want to have Him in their lives. And and the good news is that He's always always willing to receive us. His arms are open wide and ready to. Um, to change us and to deliver us and the things that we need. Um, but the other piece of it, which I've integrated into my health protocol as well, is is to, um, you know, I stopped beating myself up. 
usually I hear people approach me as as a pastor as as their pastor and they begin with the conversation, you know, well pastor, you know, I need I need to read the Bible more. I need to pray more. Um all of these things that they need to do more and and I'll just say, well, you know, you have to change that language and just, you know, just desire I want to read the, I'm going to read the Bible. Now that I need to read it more. I need to pray more. Just just read a verse today, you know, read a, read a chapter today. Um, pray before, you know, when you wake up. Pray um, before you go to bed. Don't don't beat yourself up. It's not a race. It's not a competition. The Lord is there for all of us, and he wants to have a relationship with us. Um, and when we desire the same, um, he, will, he will reveal himself to make it happen for us. You know, eight after the topic, and I'm going to ask you this question again. What I'm going to ask you uh, right now, since we're in 2024, how many times should you pray? You know, with the Muslims, they pray, supposedly pray five times a day. But if you pray once and it doesn't happen, whatever you prayed for, does that mean that God didn't hear you or you're on the wrong channel or you got the wrong dial number? How do you, how do you explain that to folks when they're praying uh, without ceasing and they don't see any results? Yeah, well, how many times you, we should pray? The, the, the scripture says men should always pray and not faint. Um, you know, the longer I live and the, the more interactions I have with people on a daily basis, it just reminds me that I, that, that how important and how necessary prayer is. Um, in, in the Christian faith, um, we don't have a number of times that we should pray because prayer is communion with God. Prayer is, it really should be a lifestyle. It really should be a part of who we are and what we do because the the greatest privilege that we have as believers is the privilege of prayer, being able to talk to God. Um, I, I, I woke, I went to bed talking to God. I mean, you know, I just, I prayed a prayer um, as I was laying down. I, I reached over and prayed for my wife. She had already um, went to sleep, but I just put my hand on her arm and just prayed that God would bless her and and speak to her heart and use her for his glory. And I woke up praying, praying for you, praying for this show, praying for our listeners. Um, When I'm driving, I pray. I mean, it's not not 24-7 like every word and every thought is a prayer, but it's constantly on my mind, and I'm constantly um, praying to the Lord and, and just praying for people when I see something um, if I see an accident, there's been times I've even stopped, but, but I'll, I'll definitely pray as I'm going by, Lord, Lord, bless them, Lord, spare their lives. I don't know what's going on. Um, so prayer, when prayer becomes a lifestyle, um, as a lifestyle, it, you integrate it into who you are and to all you do. Um, and, and we well, have, let me, no- let me know if I ask you this though, uh, Pastor, when you're praying for something, and it doesn't happen, though. That's that's my question. Do you give up, or or you just say, "Man, maybe God didn't answer my prayer. You know, I'm out of luck. He's he's busy with somebody else. You know, uh, what do you do? You, you keep praying. You just pray ad infinitum, and and then you just say, "Well, God didn't answer. I'm gonna keep praying anyway." Because He told me I gotta keep praying, and you're doing this for years, and you, and you still don't see results. What do you What are you supposed to do? Well, a lot of times in in my in my life. Um, when I prayed from a results-oriented position, um, I have been disappointed at times. Um, but I don't pray, and we, we don't pray um, 
for results in that way, like God, um, you know, do this for me, because it, it turns into uh, an attitude towards God. But when we understand God, our prayer is, Lord, you know, um, that's one of my one of my favorite and more, most popular prayers that I pray. Those three words, Lord, you know, you know what I don't know. You know, you know what I can't see. You understand what I'm missing here. Um, and, and I'll pray, Lord, reveal it to me. But my prayers, I don't stop praying if it's not revealed to me the way that I wanted it. I don't stop praying when things don't don't go my way because prayer is communicating with God. There's been times um, my prayer was a conversation with God. Um, I, you know, you know the story of our 14-year-old daughter passing away. It's been six years now, Brother Carl. It's hard to hard to believe um, since our daughter passed, and when she passed, um, I was by her side at the hospital when the doctors turned, and I'm praying the whole time. I've got my wife on the phone because she's 3,000 miles away, and she's praying. We're praying. We're praying in the spirit. I mean, we're we're pleading with God, Lord, Lord, spare Morgan's life. When the doctor turned to me and said, there's nothing else we can do, my first prayer was, God, I know you're able to raise the dead. Okay, God, this this may be this must be one of those situations. Um, you you can raise her, Father, raise her up. Um, and I heard I heard a voice in my heart say to me, "Not this way." And when I heard those three words, um, I didn't stop praying. I didn't say, "Well, God, you know you're you're a fraud. You didn't do what I what I'm praying for you to do. I'm your child. I'm a pastor too. Come on, Lord, no." When when I heard those words, not this way, my next prayer was, "Well, Lord, you're going to have to be my strength, because I don't I don't know what to do. I don't have any strength, and I know I'm not going to make it um, from this point forward without you being what I need for myself. I've got to tell my wife. I've got my daughters in the other room, and and and." my life i don't i don't know how to live i'm not going to be able to make it without you being my strength so it wasn't an abandoning of, oh you didn't do it well thanks anyway and like we hang up on god no if if you're if it's not going to happen this way then i still trust you to help me make it through whatever this part of the journey is because i don't know the way i don't know the way down this road Pastor Mack, that, that was a powerful testimony right there. We're going to take a quick break here on that. But when we come back, though, I want to talk about prayer because people talk about the, finding their purpose in life. And they, because one of the prayers that they say, why am I on this planet? What did you put me here to do? And they're still mm-hmm. searching. If you can help folks with that, I'd really appreciate it. Family, you want to join this conversation with Pastor Manning, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9. And AM 1450, WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. 21 after the top of the hour with Pastor Manning. Uh, 50% of the Faith Brothers is with this morning. And, and Pastor Manning, I got to tell you, I got a couple of tweets during the uh, commercial break here. People are thanking you for for, uh, for sharing the, your, your personal story about your daughter. You know, sometimes people think that because you're a pastor, you have a 
a direct line to God. You got his hotline. The rest of us have to go through the switchboard, but you got a direct line. So, so if something happens, you, you get special treatment. You, you got the, the black American express card while the rest of us have the regular. So I'm, I just right. want to thank you for sharing because that's, that's, that's exactly what one of the uh, tweets said, you know. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. But I want to talk to you about about destiny because it's one of the things people, you know, especially for the new year, Pastor Manning, they they talk about they, they're trying to find out why are they here on this planet because supposedly every we're here, all of us have a destiny, all of us are here for a special reason. How do you find that? Does or is that true that everybody has a, a destiny or a purpose on this planet? And how do you find your purpose? Yeah, that that's a great question, and it's an important question. Um, it's it's one of those that, that I really believe we should be pursuing more than some of the other issues that we, especially the Christian community, go after um, and, and antagonize people over. We should really be tapping into um, this whole matter of destiny and purpose. Um, why, why am I here, and, and what am I supposed to be doing? The, the simple answer is yes, everyone... Everyone has a destiny and everyone has a purpose because we were all created by God. The scriptures tell us that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and everyone in it. He created us. And anyone who who, who begins to know and, and wants to know about God, the first thing you need to know is that um, this is a, the late Dr. Uh, Miles Monroe. You know, it's been almost, I believe, almost 10 years since he passed away in a, in a tragic um airplane or helicopter, something like accident. Um, but Dr. Monroe, um, Brother Carl, did this great teaching um, on purpose. He, and, and I use it I use it so often that, that you know, i got to remind myself, make sure you give Dr. Monroe credit because it's just become a part of my conversation in this area. But he begins with the point that God is a God of purpose. Um, God doesn't ha- does not do anything without purpose. Um, everything that he created, has a purpose. That means that we have a purpose as well. Um, there's a purpose for everything concerning us. You know, I joke when I'm when I'm sharing um, with with people, and I talk about our 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 bodies. There's a purpose for those little hard shells on the end of our fingers and on the end of our toes. There's a purpose for the hair um, um, in our nostrils. There's a purpose for that little strip of hair over our eyes, and I joke, and I say, even though the sisters be shaving it off and, and painting their own and doing their own stuff there, everything has a purpose. Every every creature, every body part has a purpose. Um, and when you when you um, pan out a little bit, you realize that, that we we have a purpose. So then it becomes, what what is my purpose? Because um, the truth is, every purpose um, is... Although everything has a purpose and God is a God of purpose, every purpose is not known. Um, and when purpose is not known, then Dr. Monroe says abuse is inevitable. And I found that to be to be true as well. When we don't know the purpose of a thing, we usually abuse the thing. Um, and the word abuse is, is a word um, that, that comes from two words, abnormal use. So when we don't understand the purpose of a thing, we abuse the thing. We can we can talk about drugs that have um, invaded our society and, and that's been killing our people. Um, people use drugs <clears throat> to medicate from the pain, not knowing how to deal with the pain of, of, of life and the things that happen to us. Um, but drugs can also be used um, 
when they're used in a proper form, they can be used to heal. You know, the leaves uh, on trees um, can be used for the healing of the nations. But sometimes, you know, we, we smoke the leaves and the trees um, and, and do we can do damage to ourselves at times and, and all of that. But, but purpose is, is what God has for us. We are all created with a purpose. So we, we have to pursue um, what it is we, we are called to do and to be. And, and his final point basically is if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you don't ask the thing. Um, you can't really ask another person for your purpose. When you want to know the purpose of something, you have to ask the, the creator, the manufacturer of that thing. Um, you know, if you've got a, a Ford and, and you're trying to get that Ford working right, you don't go to the Mercedes dealer. I mean, maybe you should have had a Mercedes, but you go to the one that created it, the manufacturer. You know, we don't, you know, we're so rebellious sometimes in, in our nature. We don't even, you know, um, look at the manual to, to assemble something, right? I don't know if you're one of those people that, you know, you say, oh, I can do this. You just jump in putting it together, and then you realize about halfway through that the left side of it should have been on the right side, and this one certain screw should be should have been another screw because we didn't consult the manufacturer or the manual. So what I say to people in the same way, when you want to know the purpose of your life and your existence, go to the Creator. He knows and He wants you to know. Go to His manual. Um, the Bible says that all Scripture is God-breathed, and it is useful. And then it tells us what it's useful for. But the Scriptures, the Lord, um, and, and then utilize that wonderful privilege of prayer. To say, Lord, I don't know, but you know. I don't understand what's going on in my life, on in my life but you do. And I'm trusting you to show me the way. And I found just the, that simplifying that process and and being genuine with it um, leads to a lot of success in understanding why we're here, because we are here created for a purpose. All right. Now, let me ask you this at 28 after the top of the hour. Though. Some folks know about their purpose. They know what they're placed on this planet for. You know, you can look at a Michael Jordan or Stevie Wonder or, or anybody like that who you can see their talents of obviously gifts from God. They just, you know, they just get lucky doing what they're doing, but they, they're very good at what they're doing. Uh, they're gifted individuals. Their talents are on display. But many of us just sit back and wonder, well, what's my talent? What did God place me here? What is what am I supposed to do? I guess my question to you is, Pastor Manning, how how do we figure that out? Yeah, that that's a great question, and I would I would push back a little bit. I don't know I don't know many people who know automatically. I think that it's a process of of being revealed and coming into focus for us, right? Um, I didn't know as a as a child or a, a teenager, um, that I would be doing what I'm doing today. I wanted to just to simplify when I was coming out of high school, um, I had a, a four year scholarship into a pre-med program because I, by that time I was a pretty good student. And I thought that I, I knew that I wanted to help people. I, I got a, I got joy out of helping people. So I said, well, the best way I could help people is to help them get well, to become a doctor. Um, so I, I I was getting ready to pursue that, but then at the same time I was I was beginning to um, not beginning to, but I had a relationship with Christ. Um, I became a Christian 
Um, that I've told that story before on one of the one of the shows, um, but that began to change something in my heart. I mean, I ended up not accepting that scholarship, but going to a Christian university in Indiana, of all places, you know, which was five minutes from the headquarters of the KKK. But it was all a part of God's purpose and plan for me to get me where I am. And now I am, I believe, helping people the best way I can help them, and that is to find a relationship with God. But I didn't know that um, back then. And people say, oh, Oh, Pastor Kerwin, Pastor Manning, you you're so good at this, and you know you're you're you can speak and and you know you can sing and all of these things. But I didn't know that it was just pursuing a relationship with God, and He began to make that clear um, as as I went along and trusted Him um, day by day, and in those specific situations, realizing, oh yeah, this is this is what I'm called to do. Um, and and I know for some it comes a more easier it seems easier but I don't I don't really think it's easier for anybody even you know Michael Jordan you know they have the commercial about how many free throws he missed and how he I don't know if he was cut from his original high school team or didn't get any playing time and all of those things and you know it it seems like brother Stevie might have just came out singing um but he has his own story he has his own journey and probably it's it's like for most of us it it has that that element of doubt in it as well. I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I'll just share what Stevie said. He's he knows his talent is on loan from God. He you know he he'll tell you that you know that his talent it was it was it was all God given. You know he'll he's, yeah. he's said that on several times. You know. But, yeah. He uh, came to our church one time and he talked about um, because I was doing a message every. Um, some February, I do well. The first of the year, I do a message on giving called First and Ten, um, and usually on Super Bowl Sunday. So I'll dress up like a referee or something and and talk about you know our first fruit and and ten percent, all of that. And Stevie came to church that Sunday, and um, he came up behind me. Um, I you know asked him to come in to share, and and he said, well, when I was a kid, he said, man, I was just praying for for the the Lord to give my mother a refrigerator. You know, I was just praying for a refrigerator, and um, and he said, and now these years later, he's used me to take care of my whole family. Um, so God, you know, it, th- that simple prayer. We started off with prayer, that simple prayer, but then using um, this 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 musical genius over the years to not only bless the world with his music and his gift, but but to be able to answer that prayer by being able to bless his mom and take care of his family. Is all a part of God's yeah, purpose. Uh, yeah, the question is, though, once you get that talent, some people think that Steve understands that it, it, it's God-given. That's where his yeah. talent comes from. But people, once you find your, their purpose, though, Pastor Manning, they, they, they don't thank God. They think they did it all themselves. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, yeah, that, that's the danger, um, because all of these things come from God, and the best utilization of them he he gives them to us he blesses us to be a blessing right the the problem that you know if we did a, a show on the prosperity gospel you know the lines would be lit up with people talking about how they don't trust preachers and how the church is 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 taking people's money and taking advantage of people and all of that and some of that is because um we haven't been very clear with that the the beginning of this whole message God said to Abraham, Abram, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. 
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. So the the gifts that God gives us, they're they're for us in the sense that they come through us, but they really ultimately they're there to be a blessing to others. I have found that people don't have a problem with with giving or anything else when it comes to 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 these areas when they understand that it's so that someone else can be blessed and not just yourself. So God didn't God, God doesn't give us gifts just to enjoy them ourselves, you know. You you can play the piano to just sit at the piano at home and just play for give yourself a concert every day. Maybe just maybe playing um, those same songs at a nursing home to some seniors would just really brighten their day and bless them. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can we can call out the gifts and the right. abilities. People, I, have. I know that's all right there, Pastor Man. We got to take a short yeah. break here, and we come back. And Mark in Baltimore has a question for you, family. You want to okay. join this conversation with Pastor Corinne Manning? Reach out to us at eight hundred four five zero seventy eight seventy six. Your phone calls in four minutes, right here in Baltimore on ten ten WOLB. And if you're in the DMV, run FM ninety five point nine and AM fourteen fifty WOL. Our information is power. And thanks for rolling with us, family. 21 minutes away from the top of the hour, Pastor Kerwin Manning. Coming up later this morning, we're going to speak with a defense, criminal defense and constitutional attorney, Dwight Pettit. <laughs> attorney Pettit will explain if Trump uh, did have presidential immunity during the January 6th insurrection and if Trump's, uh, the, uh, the 14th Amendment, if Trump is, you know, can bypass the 14th Amendment, we know what that's all about. So we're going to hear from Attorney Pettit coming up. And uh, tomorrow, a panel fighting to save a black cemetery in Bethesda, Maryland is going to join us. They're actually going to the Maryland Supreme Court in Annapolis next week. They're going to tell us about that as well. And also, we're going to be joined by a former FBI uh, agent, and there'll be Dr. Tyrone Powers. Dr. Powers is part of a panel that's going to have a discussion of vision and mission 2024 for Baltimore City. They're going to discuss how they can uh, you know, improve the situation in Baltimore. So he's going to give us a preview of that on Thursday. So make sure if you're in Baltimore, you're locked in tight on 1010 WLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9. AM 1450 WOL. Pastor Manning, before I take the Mark's call in Baltimore, uh, again on the gift that the the guy gives you that gift, because there's a talk too that if you abuse that gift, he'll snatch it away. Is there any truth to that? Well, well, the scripture says it this way: that God's gifts and callings are with the 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 old the old version would say uh, without repentance, but I found a newer translation that says irrevocable. So um, I, I believe that God's gifts can lie dormant in us. I believe that they can they can be overlooked. Um, they can even be misused. But I also believe in the power of, of love, and that God God has never um, God doesn't give up on us the way we give up, give up on each other. One of the things that sickens me right through here is this whole matter of cancel culture, because we bring it into the church as if God. Um, cancels people the way that we cancel people. Um, God may not cancel us. Sometimes it feels like we're just on the shelf for a long time, or 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 that gift may seem like it's gone. But 
Um, when we re- when, even in that space, when we return to him, when we cry out to him, you know, he he was so patient with with Israel all of those years of rebellion when they would sin against God, and then they, you know, they got to, they would cry out to him, he would heal them, but they would go right back to their ways and sinning against him, and they would cry out, he would send a deliverer or, or, or prophet, all of these things. It was that relationship, but God, one of the things that, that keeps me um, in my faith today is that God never gave up on me, and there were times in my life when I had, you know, I had turned on God before the ink was dry on, on that last promise that I made, you know, before before I became a pastor, when I was just a wayward youth, I was trying, experimenting with drugs, experimenting with alcohol, and, you know, I had my head in the toilet calling on Earl. You know, that's what we call him, calling on Earl when you're throwing up. You said, Earl, Earl, and um, God, get me out of this, and, and I'll serve you. And, and, and I would start to feel better. He would raise me up, and I, was, I would run right back out there doing my thing. But, he, but the, the, the thing for me, Brother Carl, is that God was patient with me. He was paid because he knew, and and I, I was I was misusing some of those gifts. Like I said, I was I was a good student, but I was still trying to hang out in the streets as well. But God knew what He had placed in me, and He knew that in the fullness of time, at the proper time, those things would come forth. Um, that's the hope that that I have for people in my family who are not serving Him or not um, aligned properly with what I know that's in them to do, and so on and so forth. God knows and he sees us. He's patient with us. His gifts and callings are irrevocable. Um, so I I believe, I mean, what what spurs me on is believing and hoping for every person that they will find their God-given gifts and potential and purpose and walk in it. And that's what I've committed my life to doing, helping people walk in their purpose. All right, 800-450-7876. Mark's been holding for you. He's online, too, calling from Baltimore. Mark, you're on with Pastor Curran Manning. Mark, they're online, too? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Can you hear me? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, you know, I'm so gl- I'm Carl, I'm so glad that you're doing this, and I'm so glad you mentioned um, uh, Dr. Powers. Um, Pastor, we're doing something here in Baltimore that's historic. And we got other, um, we're partnering with everybody. Everybody here is partnering with each other. The pastors, the, uh, the, the, the Muslim brothers, the Christian brothers, with an organization called We Our Us. We Our Us Movement.org, Pastor, is the website. We Our Us Movement.org. Um, and like he said, they're going to be doing, at, 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 at where Dr. Powers is going to be, they're going to be doing that panel. That's one of our church leaders at his church, uh, the, the Lord's Church. Um, that's where that panel is going to be. We got Christian leaders and all that. And so we're passing that word on to pastors all over America because we want them to go on the website and, and see what we're doing, things like life coaching uh, every Tuesday, 630 to 8 p.m., 50 or 11 Arbutus Avenue, job training, job opportunities, trauma coaching, fatherhood sessions, recreation also. So for anybody that wants to partner with us, uh, Dr. Rodell Hall, 443-255-4881. Dr. Rodell Hall, 443-255-881. Weoutusmovement.org. And my question, Pastor, is why is so many people lying 
you know, saying young people are leaving the church, this, that, and the other. Because, Carl, we got 600 married couples in our church. We got thousands of young people in our church. So, Pastor, um, why, why are people doing that, you know, to, to discourage people from going and joining churches? Thank you. All right. Let's give him a chance. Thanks, Mark. Pastor Manny. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing that information. That was a lot there. But you're so right that um, it's so important that for other people to participate in, in helping us fulfill our purpose. And it sounds like this organization, We Are Us org, is doing that, and other churches and, and other groups are doing that because, um, you know, it takes the village and a lot of our story is filled in by our interactions and our interpersonal relationships. So the more we can help others, um, that, that helps not only ourselves, but it brings others into their purpose. Now, pertaining to your question, why why the lies, um, I don't know if I would call them lies. I, I think that there are so many churches that have seen a, 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 a falling away of youth, but I just think it's a matter of perspective. Um, like you said, your church is full of young couples and young people. Um, they're starting to come back to our church. I think um, it's so easy. You know, people ex- accentuate the negative so often, and churches do the same. You know, churches have been, many have been paralyzed since the pandemic. And, and actually, the pandemic has given them a good excuse um, to, to justify what had already begun to happen because they had lost the connection with the community and with this generation because of the way we've approached them, the way we've demonized them and we've talked about them. Every generation experiences that, but, but you know, it's almost like on steroids these days. When in, instead, I see this is the most promising, hopeful um, time for harvest that we've ever experienced. I was asked by a news reporter, you know, Pastor, what are you going to do back then now that the doors of the church are closed? And I said, with all due respect, sir, the doors of the church can never close because God's church is his legitimate agency in the earth. And he said, upon this revelation of who I am, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I see a wide and effective door, like Paul said, open to do ministry um, but but the context is not going to look like it used to look. It's not. It might not be inside four walls of the church. Although it, you know, I believe that that we're moving back towards that, towards a great revival of youth and young adults. So it's just a matter of perspective, brother Mark. But I'm thankful that that's what you guys are seeing. That's what we're seeing. And if you're not seeing, again, we started with prayer. You need to pray in that direction and pray that God would reveal to to our churches. Um, how we are to reach this generation. The old, you know, they say this is not your 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 grandfather's Oldsmobile. Well, when we look at this generation of youth, it's it's not the same, um, exact same as when we were when we were young. And it's going to take really tapping into the heart of God and asking God how do how do we reach them? Usually, the mm-hmm. first way we we reach out is is. Um, telling them what's wrong with them. Pull your pants up. You don't know where that's from. That's from prison. You know, you sag and da-da-da-da. Um, without ever even, hey, hey, what's your name, man? You know, my name's Kerwin. What's your name? You know, I'm a pastor. What, you know, where, what school do you go to? Instead of, you know, instead of that, starting that conversation, because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It sounds like your organization is doing that. Sounds like your church is doing that and um and want to continue to fan the flame for that across this country. All right. 
10 away from the top of the hour. Let's go to line three. Roger's reaching out to us from California. Good morning, Roger. Habari Ghani Carl. Uh, good morning, Pastor. Uh, Pastor Manning, you, you really touched my soul when you used that owner's manual analogy. You know, I had a pastor teacher, Stan Jackson, uh, who used to always tell us that the Bible is an acronym for basic instructions before leaving earth. And yes. with everything with everything that's going on, Pastor, uh, uh, with the TDJs and, and with the pa- a, a priest in that, a lot of people are saying, yeah, they're a hypocrite. They're hypocrites. That's why I don't go to church. That's why I don't read about because they're all a bunch of hypocrites. And, and could you speak to that and let them know that Christians and Jews and, and preachers are just regular people trying to be better people, you know, and, and people getting turned off by one individual. That Bible is so powerful, and you have people throwing the Bible in the trash can because they think <laughs> that the preachers are hypocrites. Uh, could you figure that I take your comments off the air? And, and thank you for touching my soul this morning, and thank you too, Carl. Well, well, blessings to you, um, Brother Roger. Thank you for the call and the question. And you're absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> we are, we are, we all are God's created being. We're God's creations. Um, we are not God um, in that, in the sense that that sometimes people deify the ministry and pastors, so that when pastors, when our humanity shows up and our sins are on display, then it's an opportunity to accuse to accuse the entire church or to just say it's all false and it's all wrong. That's the importance of, like you said, sticking close to the manual, because the manual tells us, the Word of God tells us and gives us plenty of examples of of men who were walking with God and they turned away from God or stopped following Him, and they met, you know, the fate of that, the consequences of that. Um, The Bible says the wages of sin is death, and that's not just for... Um, that's for all of us, um, and we we are we are still on this race until until we die. So that means we have to draw close to God. We have to walk in His ways and not turn from them. The way the the way that many even some churches have chosen. Um, I'm I'm really wrestling with this because some churches. I called it in my message last Sunday. I called it. You know, I said everybody's worried about artificial intelligence. We should be worried about artificial religion. Because artificial religion um, denies the need for repentance and 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 sanctification um, and 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 letting a holy life tell the gospel story. Um, some people have abandoned that, just thinking that it's all good, it's all okay, but it's not. And if you read the the Word of God, you'll find out that it's not. And if you pray to Him and and read the Word of God, then you you'll you'll begin to hear what He expects from us. And what he desires for us, and that's so important. Um, yeah, when you know, when when people say to me, "Well, all all pastors are hypocrites," I'll say, "I'm not." You know, all, all pastors are stealing money. I'm not. All pastors are cheating on their wives, and I'm not. Um, but it's not because I'm I'm special or anything else. It's because I'm trusting God every day. I have emotions. I have thoughts. I have lust that I have to submit to God just like every other person has to. And when we don't, um, that's when we get into trouble. And the, the last thing I'll say about this, 
is that it's important as pastors, as I'm talking to pastors and, and faith leaders, we can't allow people to deify us. You know, I, I, I joke about it a lot, but I'm really serious in the sense that, you know, we get the grand poobah chairs, and instead of drinking from a cup or a water bottle, we've got a chalice, and somebody has to come and wipe our sweat and take our jacket off for us and all of these things. I understand I understand what they're trying to do, but the other side of that is it sets us up um, as targets for the enemy when we allow that. Um, I try my best to, to, to speak of my humanity and to give real live personal stories about myself and my struggles and my, my you know, one of my one of my greatest stories uh, as far as people... Actually, well, hold that story right there, Pastor Manica. Okay. We try to take a quick break and I'll let you tell the story yeah. on the other side. 800-450-7876. Also, we'll speak with attorney Dwight Pettit when we get back right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. Good morning, family. Minute after the top of the hour, our guest is uh, Pastor Kerwin Manning, and we got Doc. We got Attorney uh, Dwight Pettit on deck. We got to Attorney Pettit momentarily, but let's finish up with Pastor Manning. In the essence of time, though, let's go to Glord in, in Baltimore. Glord, can you comment or your question? Can you make it quick for us? Of course, I can. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, to everybody. Pastor Manning. Pastor Manning. I'm 83 years old, and I was raised up under the church. My mom used to take us to church when we was one, two, and three. And as I got older, I started thinking outside the box. I said, you know, uh, people in the church been shouting, dancing all the time. What is going on? So when I realized as I got older, I realized that God is in me. God is definitely in me. So when I started uh, venturing the world and everything, and dealing with young people, I was always telling them, we all came in the world in the darkness. So the thing is, everything is in front of us now. So we just had to figure out our passion. And I figured out my passion because I, I was exposed to a lot of things in, in the world. So I chose what I wanted to do in my life and everything. So I tell young people that all the time, and they realize that. And, uh, and, and, and that's, that's about it. God is right. within us. Thanks, God. Yeah. Pastor Manning, uh-huh. you want to respond to anything yeah, the Lord just said? Yeah, well, no, I, I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, we've got to trust that God will get, get our family, our children, this next generation where he wants them to be. But I don't think it's an either-or. I think it's it's a both-and. I don't think we have to abandon the church or abandon our faith in order to discover those things. But he'll get us there. Um, i just like to leave. I know we, we're at our time, but... The scripture I'd like to leave everyone to look for yourselves is Psalm Psalm 138, verse 8. And I use it often. I quote it often. And it says, the first portion of it says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for my life, for me. And that's my prayer for every one of our listeners, for those who are, who, who have found themselves on this program today. And that's what my prayer is for you as well, Brother Carl. All righty. And I accept that. Uh, uh, Pastor Manning, how can folks reach you, those folks who are going to get a chance to talk to you this morning? Yeah, YouTube, Facebook, Pasadena Church, PasadenaChurch.com, and you can email me at Pastor Kerwin, K-E-R-W-I-N, at PasadenaChurch.com. All right, thank you. Thank you for sharing your, those thoughts with us today, Pastor Manning. All right, thank you, Brother Carl. Blessings to you. 
All right, Pastor Kerwin Manning at four after the top. Our attorney, Dwight Pettit, good morning, sir. Good morning, Carl. How are you this morning? We're excellent. But we got a lot of questions for you, especially what's going on with Donald Trump. Before we get to that, though, uh, Attorney Pettit, i got to ask you about how Nikki Haley talked about the Civil War. Uh, the question was posed to her, what's, what was the cause of the Civil War? And she didn't mention slavery. And pe- some people said she was correct. It wasn't about totally about slavery. Can you, before we get into the, the Trump's legal issues, can you clarify that for us? Well, I think, Carl, I think what she was doing was uh, trying to walk a tightrope. And I, I say that because she's reflecting back on Abraham Lincoln. Now, if we do a little bit of history, Abraham Lincoln, when the Civil War started out, uh, he was not winning the initial bat- battles militarily. And he was talking about uh, pr- preservation of the Union. And that was his uh, cause for uh, the Civil War. But as he began to lose certain battles, uh, his advisors and the generals advised him that he needed to uh, take this to a higher level. And the higher level would be uh, the fact that it was about slavery. And so he changed his tune and came up with the Emancipation Proclamation. And that sort of rallied the North uh, in terms of uh, of a, of a battle cry, and but he knew from beginning uh, that it was about slavery, but he just couldn't bring himself to say about slavery. He was more conservative uh, and moderate than we realize, and so I think uh, that um, the candidate for president Haley is basically was trying to uh, imitate uh, Lincoln, even though she knew better, and she knew that the actual cause, and, and Lincoln knew better that the reason for the Civil War was slavery, uh, the abolition of slavery. And that's how it started. That was the abolition movement and what have you. And so uh, in one way, she's historically correct because the president in that particular time uh, before he was assassinated uh, during the war uh, put uh, preservation of the Union as the reason for the Civil War, and he changed right after the first two or three battles in terms of the Confederacy whipping the Union, and he had to come up with something more provocative, and he came up uh, with the correct reason that the Civil War was about slavery. So that's historically, I think, how it goes down and what she was trying to convey, although she didn't do a very good job of it. All right, so as far as how our feelings towards Lincoln, should we be uh, sort of grateful that uh, you know ended slavery, or, or or did he do it because it was it 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 was the most expedient thing for him to do to, to save the Union? Well, I just think we have to understand that Lincoln was a politician. He wasn't a great uh, you know uh, champion of black folk. Uh, he was a politician, and his thing was to preserve the Union. And I think that uh, that was deep down inside. You know, if he had to make concessions uh, involving slavery, he would have done so. The real champion, I, I say this in my book, Under Color of Law, the real champion uh, for black folks was Ulysses S. Grant, uh, the commanding general of the Union forces, who would later become not only head of the Reconstruction, but also become president of the United States. He's the one that knocked out the Klan at that point in time, who brought in federal marshals and uh, who brought us uh, 
42 USC 1983, who brought us 18, uh, the criminal prosecution statute of um, tragedies t- uh, taking place to, with black people. That was 18 USD 201. And so really, the champion for black folk, I've always argued, was Ulysses S. Grant and his boys, George Sherman and what have you, uh, generals from the war, particularly Grant. But not Lincoln was more pragmatic and more about politics. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, hopefully that clears up the question for a lot of folks that have questions about that. And people have questions, too, about Donald Trump. And Donald Trump says he, he has presidential immunity from what happened, the, the January 6th insurrection. Does he have presidential immunity? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Well, that's something that the Supreme Court is going to have to rule on. Uh, it is, you know, um, being put before them. Uh, and uh, that's something that in the law courts and so forth, and I go back to the law courts because it's a thing called stare decisis. And some courts have already ruled, um, civil courts as well as criminal courts, uh, that he is not protected by presidential immunity. Uh, the issue becomes whether or not he was acting in official capacity as president or whether he was acting in official capacity or not official capacity, but his capacity as a politician. And so most courts have indicated in terms of the immunity question, uh, that he was acting as a politician and not particular as a uh, as a candidate as as a president. And so Jack Smith, uh, the prosecutor in the major case against Trump, uh, has taken that up to the Supreme Court. Even though the Supreme Court said we're not going to deal with it, we're going to set it back uh, to the Court of Appeals on the District of Columbia and let them make the decision. Because what Trump is trying to do, and that works in his favor, because he's trying to slow this thing down uh, in terms of his trial to after the uh, uh, after the election, and uh, he doesn't want uh, this ruling to be made now. So it's in his favor that it's gone back to the Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals will reaffirm its ruling, and then it might go back to the Supreme Court if they decide to take it. I think the Supreme Court has to take it because the question has never been ruled on as a matter of law. And you add that up now uh, with the situation uh, with whether or not he can stay on the ballot. And I think one leads into another because that is something that they're going to have to take. And that's a whole different conversation. When you want to get into it, I'll try to clarify it as much as I can. But right now, it's right. totally confusing. Yeah, we're going to get into that momentarily. 11 after the top of the hour, though, uh, Attorney Petty. Attorney Petty, can can Donald Trump say he, he, we're infringing on his freedom of speech? Uh, you know, by what he said, he can say, okay, he can say, I said it, but I've got freedom of speech. I, I'm, I'm an American. I We have freedom of speech by the Constitution. Can he use that? Well, that's one of the defenses that he's raising, Carl. But so far, the courts have indicated that uh, his freedom of speech is cut short in terms of uh, what he can do and what he can say. Uh, you can't use the First Amendment to, in fact, incite riots, uh, to uh, uh, fire people up to do uh, 
illegal things. That's a limited area in terms of freedom of speech. So most courts have said, hey, you can do what you have to do uh, in terms of campaigning, but there's a limitation on that. And the courts have sort of set uh, the boundaries of where he can go and how far he can go. So he's going to be limited, as I understand the court rulings, uh, in terms of how much he can use freedom of speech or the First Amendment as a defense. What about the, the fact that you talked about inciting a riot? How can they prove that he incited a riot? How can this, the justices prove that? Well, Carl, that's, that's the defense that uh, um, the Trump team, the Trump legal team is using. Because what they're saying is there has been no due process. There has been no adjudication. The answer to that question is that we've had hearings and what have you, and he has been invited or subpoenaed and has refused to come. So there's two sides to that argument. But the, the argument in itself is that, hey, we don't have adjudication by the courts uh, that he, in fact, participated or supported or aided or abetted in the insurrection. And people say, well, he was impeached. But he was impeached by the House of Representatives. He was not, in fact, convicted by the Senate. So there is no adjudication uh, in terms of uh, insurrection and the things that he's done and got away with. And that's the argument uh, that as to why he should be put allowed to be on the ballot, because there is no adjudication of any type of crime uh, or insurrection whatsoever. And as I said, the argument against that is that he's had ample time and enough hearings uh, so that he's been afforded due process, but hasn't taken advantage of it. And so he's had the opportunity to seek due process, but his own actions have aborted the due process uh, uh, use that he could have made of it. All right, we got to take a short break. When we come back, family, you want to join this conversation with attorney Dwight Pettit. He's a constitutional attorney. We're going to break down all those charges facing Donald Trump. I want to get your thoughts about that because, you know, the Trumps are saying that uh, it's just a move to keep him off the ballot. They, they don't want him to make to run for the presidency because they think he's going to win and say it works in his favor. Every time they charge him, it, it goes up in the polls. What are your thoughts? Reach out to us at 800-450-7876 and speak to attorney Pettit. We'll take your calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 10 10 WOLB and also in the DMV we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL where information is power And good morning, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour, we have a constitutional attorney with us. His name is uh, Dwight Pettit. He's also a criminal defense attorney based down in Baltimore, and you've heard him here a long time on this radio. Even before I got here, he was analyzing the O.J. Simpson trial for our listeners. Well, he's here this morning, and he's breaking down the, the fact that Donald Trump and Donald Trump's fight to get back on the ballot. Even Mark Ma- Anaheim has sent me some questions for you, uh, Attorney Pettit. And uh, call a call in. To do, we'll t- to do this one first. We've got some calls for you. Call one now, was Trump still president when he started the, the insurrection? Yes, he was. He had not oh. left office, as, as I understand it, because uh, uh, he made his speech, I think, in front of the White House, and it was on the way to Capitol Hill. And that's the incident about uh, the Secret Service grabbing the steering wheel. I think he was president at the time. 
And but then again, who started the insurrection? That's the question that the Supreme Court has to whether he started it or not. Are they going to analyze and you know go through all these speeches that on that particular day? Well, a, a lot of this has been done in terms of briefings, and the question becomes what the Supreme Court accepts uh, in their ruling. You got to remember the Supreme Court is in a very uh, dangerous situation in terms of its own credibility. Supreme Court has been t- attacked because it has been uh, so compromised and has lost its standing in terms of the American public. Now, Chief Justice Roberts is trying to, has always been sort of a, a swing vote to some extent, although much more conservative. And so let's, let's look at the court. Uh, the court right now has uh, six conservatives and three liberals. Of the six conservatives, uh, three of them are Trump appointees. Now, there has to be some credibility in terms of lawyers sitting as justices on the court uh, to preserve their integrity. And that's what we're sort of looking at, and that's why the Supreme Court is in a bind. And I say that, Carl, because there's something else that uh, we haven't really talked about that's going to be involved in the Supreme Court's thinking. The Constitution also even though the Supreme Court is the superior court in terms of conflicts of laws, in terms of a federal tribunal, the Supreme Court is the ultimate uh, the court. The Constitution also gives uh, the interpretation and the formation of rules and election rules and so forth. It gives and reserves that powers to the states. And so they are confronted with not only and, and, and let me put in another doctrine, strict constructionists. Uh, conservatives like to say they are strict constructionists, which means they follow the actual ruling of the law and the actual words of the law. The words here are clear. Uh, he, he involved an insurrection. Uh, the, the Colorado Supreme Court lays it out in a hundred and some pages. Uh, he was aiding and abetting and what have you. And under the strict constructions of the 14th Amendment, Section 3, he cannot be qualified to be president. And that he's, going, he's arguing uh, that it does imply to him because the statute did not include president. It included others who had taken the oath and so forth. And he's trying to argue since it did not include president uh, in the, in the uh, statute, that these founders and fathers, founding fathers, knew how to do that and could have put it in if they wanted to include statute, include president in the statute. And so we have a very, Supreme Court has a very delicate situation because the conservatives have been bragging, hey, we are strict constructionists. We, we keep rule on the law as to what the law is. We're here, the law could not be more clear in the legislative history that Colorado laid out and that the Secretary of State of Maine laid out is completely uh, uh, absolute that he cannot be a qualified candidate uh, for the presidency. So his argument of coming back is, well, I don't have an adjudication, and uh, uh, the statute is vague because it didn't include uh, president. All of those sort of, sort of windmill uh, defense uh, actions that his lawyers are creating to slow these things down. But in actuality, uh, the statute is quite clear, in my opinion. He does not qualify, 
And I understand that uh, when they made the statue, it was a lot of discussion. A lot of people were involved, both North and South. And what the North did not want was to put an insurrectionist back into power to, in fact, continue and instigate a new civil war. All right. 26 after the top of the hour. John is joining us from Long Beach, California. He's on line one. Good morning, Johnny. Hey, thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, thanks for calling. Dr. Pitt, I mean, Dr. Pitt, uh, thanks, uh, I have a question for you. What you just said, John Bingham, he was the orchestra of the Fourth Amendment, wasn't he? Or are you with Yeah. And, and do, do you know of uh, David Blight, Yale University? He's a, he's no. a constitutional well, he, I've been watching a, he, so many constitutional lawyers. I've gotten them all confused. <laughs> but no, he was he was talking about um they were very they were very that fourteenth amendment, they were very explicit about that because they never warned the Confederates to get in the office. And what you just exactly. said it, it says it all. And and you know, the people who, who people who are who are trying to defend Donald Trump, it's like it's like they're ignoring the Constitution. The Constitution is the law of the land. And and, and what it is is like they're trying to play, they're trying to say that's polit- it's, it's political. It's just the law. Is that, is that true? The Constitution is our highest form of law. Uh, it was written to, in fact, govern this democracy. And so it is the ultimate answer in terms of what the law is in this nation, is the U.S. Constitution. It's superior to state law. It's superior to anything else legislatively. It is the the, the ultimate. Uh, in terms of uh, interpretation, and the courts are supposed to interpret it as the supreme law of this nation. And if they don't, isn't isn't it true that if they don't, if they if they if they go ahead and, and let him go, uh, become uh, get on the ballots, wouldn't that be turning back with the the, the, the time that they spent creating the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three, even all of them? It'd be turning it'd be turning uh, turning the clock back. And then, and then they have to ignore it. That's why I say they're in a bind, John, because they may, you know, the Supreme Court may find a way to wiggle out of this. Uh, they might reverse it back to the states, or they may indicate that they cannot make an opinion at this point in time, and an opinion should be held. They're in a pickle for the reasons I've already stated. So, well, let me jump in here for a second, right. uh, fellas. Uh, Attorney Petty, some people think they're going to use a technicality to get out of it, so it doesn't reflect back on them. Or even may send it back to the lower courts, or so it has no standing, or something, some sort of technicality. Do you think that's a possibility? It's a very much a possibility um, because they have tried to stay out of the politics of this nation uh, before in terms of some rulings. We have Gore, Gore case where they gave the presidency to Bush, but otherwise the Supreme Court has sort of tried to stay out of stay out of it. And this court is so besieged by scandal. You know, we have another question that we have to argue since we're on on target in terms of call is what about Judge Thomas? How can he, in fact, even appear uh, in terms of being on the court in this particular issue when his wife was part of the insurrection? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that, that, that to me, if he doesn't recuse himself, that to me taints the whole court right there, as well as other reasons uh, for the 
the court being tainted and and having the posture to decide. So the court has a very difficult situation right now, and they will could use the technicality, and as I said, they could use the Constitution and say, hey, we're going to let it revert back to the state. And then we'll have a, a fiasco uh, in this nation because each state, uh, like the Attorney General of Maine indicated, she read all the law and all the statute, and she was empowered uh, by the statutes to make the decision that she made. And that's Maine law, which is different than Colorado law. And Colorado is different than California. And California is different than Mississippi. So it could really get to be a mess if the court doesn't intellectually handle this case uh, with some decisiveness. Right. And, John, we're going to let you go because we've got a bunch of folks want to get on. got questions for Attorney Pettit. Also got a question from Mike, uh, Mark from Anaheim who, it, it, relating to what you just said. But let's keep moving at 30 minutes after the top. Our Curtis is in PG County on line two. Good morning, Curtis. Yes. Uh, Attorney Pettit, uh, we've uh, had a lot of talk about authoritarian ideology from Trump. And my question is, who is the real or who is a potential enabler of Trump who has really fomented some of these ideas? Now, as I understand Mark from Anaheim has mentioned the Birch Society being part of that. I would be interested in your comment about the real power that's pushing this ideology that Trump seemed to be espousing. Uh, it's somebody obviously more powerful than just just the just his uh, voters or or or, or uh, constituents out there. Can you comment on the John Birch Society and some of the power that they hold over the years in pushing this authoritarian ideology? Well, Curtis, you got to remember, he's always been supported by these right-wing groups, uh, especially in terms of uh, taking control of the Supreme Court. That's why he's so popular, uh, because he delivered the Supreme Court in terms of three appointments, regardless of whether those are proper or not. And so he has all the right wing, um, right ultra right wing brains in this country. Now, as to who I could isolate and who's really putting pulling the strings of the puppet, uh, that's a difficult question because you have so many people uh, involved in terms of trying to move this country back uh, in terms of history. You know, I firmly believe that a lot of this is directed to not just the poor people, but directed against people of color because of the gains that we've made in terms of voting, in terms of the population changes and what have you. And they perceive in this nation that it was time that uh, the right wing could come out of the closet and exert its political power. And Don and, and Trump was the person to be able to articulate it. And so the answer to your question, I can't really pinpoint the, the John Birch Society or others because I think there's so many involved uh, that in terms of the media, uh, in terms of Fox and others uh, that are really orchestrating uh, and financing Trump with all of the money and support that he needs for the right wing. 
Movement. And we got to take a quick break here, Attorney Petty. Curtis, thank you for your question because Mark Manhattan sent a question as well, and he says that the Supreme Court is stacked with Birchers and Federalists. So that's that's what he was referring to, uh, family. Twenty six minutes away from the top of the hour, Sandra also has got a question for Attorney Petty. 800-450-7876. We'll take your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. In the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Or information is power. That's all morning long, family. It's been an interesting morning, 22 minutes away from the top of the hour with our guest attorney, Dwight Petty. He's a constitutional attorney. He's also a criminal defense attorney based in Baltimore. Before we go back to you, let me just remind folks, coming up tomorrow, we're going to have a panel fighting to save a black cemetery in Bethesda, Maryland. In fact, they're going to the Maryland Supreme Court in Annapolis next week, and they're going to tell us all about that as they continue their fight. Also, former FBI agent Dr. Tyron Powell will be here. Dr. Powell is part of a group putting on a discussion on Monday to figure out how to, uh, you know, stop some of the crime that's in Baltimore City. So make sure you're listening. Also, we've got to shout out uh, Dr. Gerald Horn. Happy birthday to Dr. Gerald Horn, one of our regular uh, guests here from the University of Houston. He's This is today's is Earth Day. So if you know Dr. Horn, tell him happy birthday. And folks, keep your radios lit right here on 1010 WOLB in Baltimore. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. As I mentioned, that Mark from Anaheim sent a question for you, uh, Attorney Pettit. He says in 2024, we have bona fide third parties such as Jill Stein, Liz Cheney, or Joe Manchin, and even possibly Kevin McCarthy. He says if enough votes are diverted to third parties and no one receives the required 270 electoral college votes, then each state, regardless of size or population, receives one delegate vote, and the U.S. House of Representatives elects the president from three presidential candidates who receive the most electoral votes. First, I want to tell you if he's correct on that, and he says the result would be a potential far right-wing U.S. president, which the majority of the U.S. populace would would never voted for. Is that a correct assumption? Uh, Carl, I can't really comment in detail on that uh, in terms of uh, the third-party impact, Uh, but I think it's correct, but I, I wouldn't swear on it. Okay, 800-450-7876, away from the time. Sandra's calling from Baltimore on line three. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Mr. Petty. How are you? Good morning, Sandra. How are you today? Okay, I've been waiting for you to come on, and I hope that the New Year brought you everything and your family wanted and needed. <laughs> uh, I also Thank you. like to say this, I like to say this, my uh, condolences to Mr. Brown, your friend that passed. I like to say I was sorry to hear that he passed. Um, yeah, he had a show on WEAA radio yeah, and yeah, real questions. Yeah. And I've been on the show with uh, him for years. And uh, yeah, it's a great Mr. Petty, I don't, I don't understand why people's actions was Donald Trump the president when the intervention occurred. Of course he would. He stood up on the podium and said, you go ahead and I'll follow you. Yeah, well, I think he... But, 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 again, Sandra and and Attorney Pett, does that constitute starting an insurrection? How are they going to rule on that? Well, you know, the the statute says aid and abet it. And I think it was obvious that when he incited the riot and told him to do the march 
and so forth, and uh, uh, all the things that he publicly said uh, on television that he aided and abetted. I don't think you need an adjudication from a jury or from the Senate to say that that's uh, 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 adjudication, I mean, not adjudication, but that, in fact, is, in fact, uh, instigating a riot. I mean, what more can you do unless you throw the first stone? <laughs> that's right. Can I say one more thing, Carl? Sure, Mr. Go ahead. Patton, What do you think about Miss Gray stepping down? To me, she, get, she threw her head in without a fight. She showed how weak she was. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that she stepped down on just oh, allegations sure. of of uh, perjury when, in fact, uh, a lot of, as I understand, is the allegations deal with technicalities more so than substances. And so I was glad, I was very unhappy to see her uh, step down from uh, president of Harvard uh, uh, in terms of allegations that she could have had, uh, met head on. I agree with you, that case. And that white lady, that senator, she was a tungster. The way she was drilling her, she just let her mm-hmm. talk to her any kind of way. And she stepped down. She gave in to her. Come on. Mm-hmm. We don't need yeah. no weak people in position. We need strong people who are fighting. Right. And she backed the president down, and she allowed it herself to be backed into a corner. And now she's Even out there on TV bragging. What's that? The white lady is bragging about what she did. Yeah, well, she she took out a president of a major of one of the major universities of this nation. Sure did. Yeah. And Donald Trump is on the road with his people being out there taking oh, yeah. them. Come on, we got to do better what we're doing. Forward. That's why we've got we to do better. What we have to do in retaliation. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for sharing that. Write another book. <laughs> Thank the Lord, Sandra. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Love you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sandra. Uh, another, a tweet question for you, uh, Attorney Pettit. It, the, the tweeter says, d- uh, does Donald Trump have to be convicted? Do you have to be convicted? And uh, says, why didn't the, 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 the framers write rebellion, the word rebellion into it? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Well, it's, uh, he, he, that's the argument that he wasn't convicted in impeachment and he wasn't uh, uh, convicted uh, in a court of law. And so that's his defense, that there's no adjudication of an insurrection. Now, one thing I heard, if I can get it right, uh, one person described the insurrection as more than a riot and less than a rebellion. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, and and the issue, too, with as far as the states are concerned, uh, Colorado and Maine, uh, keeping it off the ballot, but California says that there's a technicality. They can't do it, and even the the, the governor is so happy with that. He says no, because from their view, they're keeping Donald Trump off the ballot because they don't want him to become president. But from from where you see it, and from most people see it too, we'll see we'll we'll say that he, you know that he, he he started an insurrection. So what is the differences between these states? Each states have different rules about being on the the ballot. The Constitution gives the power of elections 
the making of rules, the monitoring of elections, all of that, that power in terms of our forefathers was bequeathed to the states. And that's the main issue uh, that the court is going to have to deal with in terms of conflict of laws. Although the Supreme Court is the law of the land and the highest uh, dictator, uh, dictator of, of law in terms of this nation, our Constitution uh, makes it somewhat uh, arguable uh, that the states have the right to formulate and run their own elections. And that's got to be something uh, that the Supreme Court is going to have to deal with if they take uh, this case on the 14th Amendment, Section 3. That's exactly what they're going to have to deal with. They've got to navigate around that, and that's deep water. Yeah, before we go on. Conservative. Yeah, just uh, uh, Christian, just uh, Malibu Fassandra said that uh, uh, Dr. Gay, she was asked because of see, the other plagiarism charges. That's why she stepped down. But I want to move on, though, and, and, and talk about this, the, the, the different states have, and their reasons for not having Donald Trump on, 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 the, on the ballot. Because one state says it, it's, uh, you know, California says they can't do it because technically the secretary of state says it's, it's not in her purview to do that. How come the Colorado can do it? How come Maine can do it? Are they looking at different things as far as the Constitution well, is concerned? They're looking at the state constitution, Carl. The state constitution as to elections is controlling. And federal law doesn't control. The Constitution gives that part of the decision-making process uh, to the states. So you have state legislators. You have state administrators. Each state writes the laws that control and rules and regulations that controls its own election. And that's number one constitutional law. And so you could have 50 different versions of the criteria that different states use uh, to make a determination of qualification. Qualification is basically age, uh, being born uh, in the United States, and that's the interesting part because Trump was head of the the birth of movement in terms of Obama. And so the fact that it's come back to haunting, that's, that's interesting. And that's qualification is, that's not substantive. These are the rules that our forefathers made. They were very simple. And these rules say that you cannot, uh, you have to be 35 years old. Uh, you, in fact, have to be born uh, in the United States. And the 14th Amendment amended that so the Southerners could not get back in power, and uh, they passed the 14th Amendment with knowledge of what they're doing, and uh, Section 3, and the fact that they didn't include the president, but they included oath of office. Anybody that does oath of office and, and holds an official office uh, in the United States uh, cannot, in fact, aid or bet an insurrection. They didn't go right. to... Uh, they didn't go to rebellion they didn't go to treason they made it insurrection and insurrection is defined uh, by the judge in maine and i think it's defined by the colorado supreme court yeah but the constitution didn't say the president and it it, it says would it, it, interpret that first or tell us what it says because he's uh, donald trump's uh, supporters and his his attorney says it doesn't refer to uh, the president but the, and, and they they say that the the constitution refers to the president 25 times in the Constitution, but in this particular uh, amendment, the 14th Amendment, there's nothing about the president, so it, he, it absolves him. Well, that's an argument that Trump is making to the court. I don't buy that 
because I think it was very specific in terms of anybody who took the oath of office. And he took the oath of office where he uh, pledged or swore to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States. So the argument that whatever whatever reason the forefathers left out the word president in the statute, but the rest of the, as I told you before, the rest of the uh, legislative history indicates that it was, in fact, when you go through all the hearings and all the statements and all the things that the Colorado Supreme Court concluded, that it was the intent of the forefathers that the president office of president be included all right you mentioned earlier at uh, 10 away from the top yeah that that clarence thomas should recuse himself from from if it gets to their desk which he's probably will do because of his wife who was part of that insurrectionist group if he does that and and the ruling is four to four what what happens then that's a good question uh excellent question uh carl uh uh, if that were to happen, uh, then you have a deadlock court, and, and uh, then all hell breaks loose. That's all I can say. So, uh, but uh, Thomas, one of the reasons that they're talking about him recusing himself is not just the fact that he participated in in uh, the January 6th insurrection, but he, in fact, uh, not only participated. But he, in fact, could be a witness if uh, uh, Jack Smith wants to call him uh, in this case, uh, either in uh, in D.C. or if he wants to be called, they want to call him in the Georgia case uh, in terms of his participation, uh, that he then would have a very much of a conflict, you know, legally. But the law doesn't mean anything to Thomas, but legally. I think with the possibility of him being a witness and a conflict of interest, is no doubt that with all the other things going on with him that he should recuse himself. Yeah. Well, that's, is, this is going to be very, very interesting if they, if they deadlock four to four. But it, I got I got just, just your thoughts because I feel like all of, nine of them already know what they're going to do if it if this hits uh, their docket and when they they got to make a decision. I just have a feeling they've already already made up their minds. You know, they don't have to look well, at evidence I, I or all that. I would normally agree with you, Carl. I would normally agree with you. Okay. Except for the fact that in this issue, you got things that conservatives swear about. That's all part of being a conservative, is the fact that you're a strict constructionist, that you're going to take the Constitution or the laws as written. That's what strict construction mean in terms of uh, uh, deciding cases. And so you can, you know, you've got stare decisis, you've got all of those principles that come into bear, but strict instructionists for the conservatives make this a very, very dubious ruling, not only because of uh, uh, the statute, the statute is so clear except for the presidential issue, uh, but the fact that uh, uh, that the question of uh, the state's participation is a major, major issue in terms of separation of powers between the states and the federal government. That's how the Constitution was written, uh, to give certain powers to the state, certain powers to the feds. And even though the feds, the Supreme Court uh, rules over everything, but you do have the question of the Constitution giving the power of elections to the states. And so they, it's not automatic as it seems, Carl. That's all I'm saying. Normally you would be correct. 
they were already made up their minds. But here, I think the conservatives have some bridges and some deep waters to tread. Yeah, I agree with that, too. But I think even with all that, they've probably come to a way to, you know, when when they when they, if it does get to that far down the line, they've already figured out what the, what their report's going to be. That's all I'm saying. Well, You're right, though. They are. Yeah. I mean, not to cut you off, but let me say this: You got to remember that uh, the chief judge is a, is even though he's conservative, he is trying to get consensus. So he's going to be trying to get Roberts is going to trying to be getting a consensus and trying to restore some respectability back to the court. So you might have certain judges who might be swing judges, you know, even though you don't have a Sandra O'Connor there anymore. who used to go back and forth uh, and, and sided with the progressives in many cases, even though she was appointed by Reagan. And so here we're going to see whether or not a couple of those conservatives, you got three, you got three Democrats. And so all you need is two to, to switch and you got a five, four decision. And right now you have uh uh, Jackson, you have Sotomayor, and you have uh, Kagan. Those are the three rebel, I mean, Democratic liberals, progressives that we can account on. So what they've got to do in terms of argument is try to switch two to get a five-fourth majority. And in this instance, the cost of the conservative doctrine uh, in terms of uh, uh, what a conservative is and strict constructionism, which they argue all the time, Fixed construction says the states do this, the feds do this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this can be a very... Yeah. I'd like to be in the room when they argue the case. But I, yeah. I we all would. Uh, <laughs> Counselor, we were just flat out of time. we got to run. But I want to thank you for sharing this information with us. To be continued, family, we're out of here. Stay strong, stay Thanks positive, please stay healthy. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. 